de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi, hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to De Colores Radio. This is episode 61. How is everybody? 61? There's no... Um, hello. <laughs> Who are Excuse you? Excuse us. We're recording. Y'all want to know what that no, alarm is? Please talk to him. <laughs> that please. alarm is from Ari, and it's because she needs a reminder to floss. It was like a joke. I did it one time. Every single day when I hang out with her at this time, <laughs> that hoe goes off to floss. To floss? I always forget to tell her. At 9.15? I don't... It was like a one-time joke thing. I never turned it off. I'm sorry. So you've lost one time? Yep. yep. She stopped ever since her teeth vanished, decay. Wow. I don't have teeth. So thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and with me is Raf Retweet Royalties himself, Wow. Rafael Tamayo. Sipping that royal tea. Hey, and it has your initials in it, RT. True. Um, hi, how are you? Um, I feel like shit, but how are you? Do you really? No. Are you for real? Like, be honest. What? No, you I'm say, not. You never I say feel that. Fine. That's my brand. Oh, sorry. I feel great. Okay, cool. I love lying. Um, <laughs> wow. Anyways. I'm the Lion King. <gasps> Pat's face right now, y'all. Oh, we what? gotta make this visual one day because what? we are so visual as a people. Pat was very shook when you said that. Like, it moved her. Why? Because it's the circle of life. Hakuna mm. um, Matata. Yeah. All right. We are not sponsored by Disney, so let's tone it down. Um, thanks for asking me how I am, Rafa. I'm... I didn't ask because I didn't really want to know. Oh! I thought you did ask. I'm kidding, but <laughs> she's, she don't give me no time. Well, you got to... I'm, when I'm done asking you, no, that's you No, because you'd be like, oh, in. yeah, okay, the circle of life. We're not sponsored by Disney. Okay, thank you for asking me how I was. I was like, give me a second. Well, get in there. Zing. Are you going to ask me or no? Sure. Can we take it from the top? Three, two, one, go. I'm good. Eva, how are you? Oh, I'm so good. Thank <laughs> Fake. you for asking. Fake. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, all right. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I'm not going to lie to you and be like, I'm amazing, but I'm like not bad. So we're going to stick with all right. That works. Um, Rafa, I feel like I don't know who you are anymore. I don't know what that means. Um, it's been a while since we last had an episode. I need to know your internal temperature. I want to give our listeners an insight into our personal energy, into how we are feeling right now, into the reality of our existence. That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how memes it's time for me mood okay so can i do two of course just because i don't remember if we talked about the whole alien thing last time we did right last episode no that happened when we were in new york we didn't okay so the whole area 51 alien meme thing was like out of control it was a lot but i was so over it by the time we were in new york i was already like i'm done with these and it had just begun it had just started yeah because um, I do, I know about aliens, and I understand about the greys and the extraterrestrials the and the extra, the extraterrestrials. You said the greys. The greys, yeah, they're a species of aliens. Uh, if you know, you know. What's up? What's good? Mount weather. You already know. Okay. What anyway, the outside fuck? of that, Mount weather. Um, 
Anyway, this is impressive. There was a post about the Area 51 memes that was very much my meme mood. And I sent it to y'all. And it was, it's not playing now, of, of course. course. <sighs> well, this is a great meme. Well, can now. I show you the next one? Yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> so this one says, Gasolina starts playing. <gasps> And friends say, please don't do. And then. Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> literally shaking on the dance that's floor. That's actually Maria's favorite meme, I'm pretty sure. Um, so. I'm really mad that my alien meme mood isn't. It's okay. We can see it later. You can share it for our yeah, people. Yeah, I'll share it Go online. ahead and send them to Daisy. I will. Daisy. Um, so. Uh, <clears throat> my meme mood. What I have written down. And Pat said, Eva. What is your meme mood? I don't recognize it. And I'm here to show you guys that the best album dropped of the year this past week, Peppa Pig herself finally fucking released some fire. And I saw this on Twitter and it's Peppa Panage. And it's the Peppa Pig dress. She wearing a Mickey Minaj. I thought I thought it was fake because she was doing. Isn't she doing something with Lil Nas too? Ben, Nas are you X? talking about Peppa Panage for real, or no? <laughs> I don't know how I feel about now. the name Panage because being a Latinx male mm-hmm. who speaks Spanish, uh-huh. Peppa Panage sounds way too close to Peppa Pinocha. <laughs> Peppa Panacha. <laughs> Well, like she could have done so many like salt and pepper or pepper B so or this is, this is not Nasty. really her album. This is something created from Twitter.com. OK, Um, because Beyonce, Pep I mean, not Beyonce, the Lion King and Pep the Stallion. I'm <laughs> um, what's her name? Beyonce, Peppa and I think Iggy Azalea all dropped like an album on the same day. And so everybody was like, stream Peppa, stream Peppa. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so funny. I'm a Peppa Pig fan. Anyways, this little picture of Peppa looking like a little thotty is kind of my mood because, you know, hot girl summer, y'all. <laughs> um. Anyways, I also enjoyed a video of that Rafa actually just showed me <clears throat> of a man um, scootering on 35. Oh, uh, yeah. Legend. You have to be a legend to be able to do that. Legend. So... Um, 35 is like our craziest highway. Do yeah. we all agree on that? Yeah. Um, if you live in Texas, you know about 35. You it already is know. the devil. And uh, a man it's was- It's always under construction. It never has not been my whole life. Right. Like, I don't know a time. That's like some when- part of That's it was when, not. when Texas became a part of like the year. They're like, we're going to start on 35. <laughs> and they ain't stopped they yet. They have not stopped. Yeah. Who knows? It's still going. I'm gonna run for governor, so then I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna finish 35 for y'all. I bet you I'll get all the votes, both of them, no, all sides. Watch, vote for no. me. We're gonna finish 35. They're making too much money redoing 35. That's right my here. campaign slogan. We gonna finish 35. <laughs> uh, thank you, Pat. Would you vote for me? I would. Thank you. I will say that when we were at UNC, though, the construction did get a little better. For when we left. Once we left, it got a little smoother to get there They saying, had to no. rewiden it. They had to rewiden it. Daisy said it no. Like, it used to There's too much traffic to on Teasley. Okay, he remembers one street. <laughs> Eagle. Ooh, and a ooh. Fort Worth. Okay, well, this is not a he wins the UNT street contest. Oh. Anyway. UNC street cred. 
that those are our me moods that went too damn long like everything else ding probably like okay i must not say that um last episode we brought <laughs> wow. in my sister susana and our dear friend sergio to switch things up a little bit where they actually interviewed <clears throat> us for our kind of in honor of our two-year anniversary um what'd you think about that rafa it was a lot it was but a in lot a, in a great way it was weird it, was um, weird. it got real weird at one point. We had to actually really delete weird. it. But so never know that. Um, <laughs> it did get weird, but then I I've been thinking about it, and I was like, man, it was actually really cool. It was because that type of situation never really happens, and I don't know why these folklorical people are being really loud right Sorry, now. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, the wine is hitting me, and he's angry. Yeah. Anyways, Anywho, yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was nice. They caught me off guard. I told Prison Bay that we talked about him, and he was excited, and he wants to hear it through the phone, but I haven't been able to do that for him yet. Um, but I hope y'all enjoyed learning a little bit more about us. It I, was cool. It was it cool. Was cool. Yeah. Um, so thank you to them for doing that. And then we took a week break. Um, a week break or a week break? W-E-E-K. Um, semana break um, because we went to the Latin Alternative Music Conference in New York, Nueva York, and that was a lot of fun, but we finally made it back and we're ready to go, but we are going to get into that. Um, quite the experience. We went really quickly and came back, um, but you will be hearing some of our lovely interviews from that, so we hope you enjoy that. Who do we have interviews with, Rafi? Nati Peluso, who was my, like... Who you got for, like, three episodes? Uh, hey, relax, okay? I was just really excited, and y'all knew. I was like, shit, if if anything, I just got to make sure I get an interview with her. But yeah, I did, and I yeah. was really happy about that. And she was really cool. She was that, really sweet. I think that's the other thing. She was like, really cool. You're always like, oh, shit, should I, should I not? Are they going to be weird? But she was cool as fuck. And then um, we talked to her for a brief moment just because LAMC was a little bit crazy, but that was really cool. And then... I know we had the homies from Balloon out there. Pat was they able to so talk sweet. to them. Angelica and Jose. Yeah, and we talked to some new artists. Actually, there was. Pat, tell us more. Please. So we got an interview with Silvana Morena Moreno, who was really sweet and she was yeah. really cool. And we were like, we didn't know too much about her music, but once we heard her stuff, and no, yeah, her... we were both Ooh. like stunned with her talents because she was all she's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, she's um, dope. And we did interview with Tu Otra Bonita. And then some people from um, Taste of Spain gave us some info. I also got a quick little interview with one of the co-founders of Prima Fund, which is Ari Cordero. So it was kind of cool to hear what they're doing in terms of the work they've done for Puerto Rico post um, Hurricane Maria and then how we can continue to help them. So, yeah. Well, I'm excited to hear it because I didn't hear all of them, but hopefully you all enjoy that and we will tell you a little bit more about our actual trip later. Um, with us today, we have our dear friend Ari, who you heard a little bit ago that forgets to floss her teeth. Um, wow. And also in the room <laughs> is another dear friend, um, Maria Yolisma Garcia, who you Did hear you say about. Yo-Yo Lee? Or I think my it? wine made effect. Maria Yo-Yo. <laughs> Papa Yo-Yo. Um, sorry. I'm so sorry. My brain really reflects in like Selena movie references. Oh, is that um, what that was? Okay, bye. Um, so Maria might chime in. And then, of course, we have our lovely intern Daisy here with us Hello. as well. 
So let's jump into it, baby. There's a lot to cover. We probably won't get to get as in-depth with a lot of these things um, as we'd like to, but we are always here to at least start the conversation. So here we go. This is The Juice, where we cover the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, and more. Um, This I'm going to make very brief because I don't like wasting time on stupidity and... um, I guess that's false because if that didn't exist, a podcast would probably. Right. I don't know. Um, this Ice Bay situation, trash. Trash. Um, Ultimate trash. I don't know who else to blame besides hetero men <laughs> being stupid. Um, because there's no reason for someone like that to have even had a moment. And I just think it's idiotic. And I was listening to La, Buen- La- What is it? Buena, mas buena. What's the radio station? Cable. What is it? I'm fucking it up now. La Mas Buena or something like that. I forgot the station's name. Buena. I said that. Okay, okay. Anyways. Yeah, that's true. I did lose a prize. Damn it, Maria. I lost the prize. Um... So they were having a quick discussion and they talked about it and they were all like all the guys were drooling and that was like the whole bit. Like they were drooling over um, what is what she's being called is Ice Bay. And I was like, this is so pathetic. Like we literally not we I'm not going to say we for me, it looks like heterosexual men drooling over what they consider to be a very attractive woman. So they lose all their principle and they're like whatever support me sis like dead ass they were saying that and i was like what the fuck which like i get your radio like they're like kind of shock jocks right like that's kind of their whole brand but to me at this point where people's lives are on the line consistently like to the point that we don't even know what's going to happen next every single day of our life like where do you draw the line to to say fuck we have to have some standards when your predominant base, because this is a Spanish radio station, very popular here in the DFW. Like, where's the line drawn? And do you lose all respect for yourself and your existence because of a hot woman? Hetero man, any response? I'm just curious because that's to me why that became a thing, right? Like, I don't know what else to blame. Like, I understand we have an well, obsession yeah, no, with, like, Well, no, not appearance. me. Hey, wait a minute. Not, don't, let's not, okay. He's what? not the not hetero all, man. Not all hetero men. No, shut I'm, up. I'm, 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 no, I'm, and I'm sorry, but fuck Ice Bay. And okay. fuck the stupid motherfuckers that was out here hyping her up. Hyping her up enough to say, yay, I'm proud to fucking defend the safety of my country or whatever. My existence. Fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not about that bullshit. You don't even know what the fuck you got going on. You're confused as fuck. Ain't got, ain't no, no motherfucking time for this. No. We spent too much time talking about this bullshit. We did. I had um, a blocker on in Twitter. For so. real? I didn't Yeah, because there were so many, I saw so many people like. Quoting her and like talking Aww. crap about it, and I was just like tired of seeing her face. First of all, she was wearing ugly, gross jeans. Yeah, no, true. Face. Come on, boo. Like, <laughs> like Charlotte Rue's like, girl, you gotta do better. But you know, <laughs> is Charlotte Rue still around? It is. Probably not. But style is also different in different parts of Texas too. Like that's an interesting little study <laughs> as well. Charlotte Rue's still around. Don't be sorry, Daisy's no, not happy with her outfit. Sorry. She got him from a Either way, we Agassi. don't need to pay any more attention to her. And I think, <laughs> I think it's an important thing to point out 
that the reason these people become trending, right? Like to me, it's a, I don't, I didn't know what else. I'm not trying to blame men for everything, whatever. But like, I don't know what else to point it at <laughs> in this case. Is there anything else to point it at? No, you're right. Okay, sorry. Just, just you know, gotta check You ain't it out. lying though. Motherfuckers will lose their fucking. Their whole <laughs> dignity. Yeah. Like he, she, she will literally take your life away. The fuck? Anyways. Yeah. And they were like, she don't even work for eyes. Anyways, <laughs> whatever. It don't matter. Um, Rafa, this is uh, more terrible news. Yeah. <laughs> Francisco, not DJ Erwin, Galicia, released by ICE um, this afternoon. So, Tell us what happened. So, um... 18-year-old Dallas-born U.S. citizen was in the custody of U.S. Customs and Border Protection, Immigration Customs Enforcement for close to a motherfucking month. And so somebody had said that the reason that they were holding on to him for so long was because his mother, who was undocumented, had gotten a tourist visa under his name saying that he was actually a Mexican citizen when that wasn't the case. Regardless of that, you held a U.S. citizen for three we- over three weeks. It was just released today. Well, by the time this comes out, he was released Tuesday. Which, shout out to Obed. Yeah. Who we mentioned a little bit last episode um, for writing this article. Because I, I don't think any, had anybody heard about it until this article came out? Um, yeah. I mean, and this is the kind of journalism that actually transforms. Well, yeah. And then you like they actually talk about you look at the circumstance. They were he was I think it was with his brother. They were going to like a soccer, like a soccer game or a soccer event. Like, bruh, as a U.S. citizen. I'm not saying that if he wasn't that it would have been okay. but I'm saying that when you realize the type of situation that we're in, when even a U.S. citizen is held for three fucking weeks because you can't figure your bullshit out based on whatever the fuck is going on with our country. Like, you know, like, I don't understand what needs to happen for people to, like, really wake the fuck up. He was on his way as an American citizen. So whatever bullshit the side that will fight to say, I'm going to protect America's freedom is like, where the fuck are you? Right. This was one of yours. It's not about that. It's so, about so called. Right. Like. Yeah. And so that's what it boils down to. So now, like, how many things need to happen before we realize that it's all founded on bullshit? It's founded on bullshit. A U.S. citizen was on his way to a soccer event held for over three weeks. Because they thought he was undocumented. In Dallas, Texas. Yeah. That's scary. Um, So. There have been sightings, I think, and stuff, um, but I think it's important. And Maria, feel free to chime in. I'm not trying to pressure you whatsoever. Um, But I think we keep saying this over and over again, and I'm actually very grateful that our show has evolved into where we really discuss leaning on community. And I don't know if y'all saw that post where the people were like created a human chain in order to for someone um, to prevent someone from getting uh, detained or or arrested or whatever the proper terminology is and I think we need to lean into that a lot more um, I'll talk about it a little bit more later the our city our budget coalition that that I'm a part of um, and how everybody in our family is so reliant on police but so often they're the ones turning them over um, or like working with them so we need to keep all these things in consideration as well um, because 
we are under attack and I think we need to um, really, really be vigilant and look out for one another and take care of each other and take care of yourselves and make sure your people are good and let us know how we can support in whatever way and make sure whenever you're doing the sighting or you see something that you're, it's accurate. It's not, it's, all of this is very triggering to people. So to be playing with this is not a joke. Um, and so we really have to come together to protect our people. Um, Luckily, he was released, but the fact that this is even happening is mind-blowing. I mean, blowing. yeah, that's one That's one situation. Like, that we know how of many, How many times have people, like, there's been situations where people are like, ICE has been spotted here, and I forget where the park was. I want to say somewhere on the West Coast, but they were like, this park is usually flooded with Mexican or immigrant families, like, playing soccer and stuff, and then you go the day after people were saying that ICE was spotted, nobody's there. But it takes community coming together like this human chain to let people know we're not going to let you come in here with that bullshit. And there's constant stories about things like that happening where the community is coming together. There was one where it was like protesters were out there for so long that people on the other side were like, please, our ICE agents need to go home to their families. Mm. It was like, now you want to say shit like wow. that. And so those things are happening because we understand the importance of what our community means to us. Yeah. I wanted to quickly... um. <clears throat> highlight the folks that were here in Oak Cliff that shouted at the officers from the car. Mm -hmm. They were like, get the fuck out of my neighborhood. I don't care what they you're doing. Get them. the hell out of here. And they mm. were recording and they were, you know, doing a Facebook live and keeping an update. But that shows what we can do as U.S. citizens to protect our communities and stuff like the allyship goes mm -hmm. a really long way. And that's a bare minimum we can do. Really. Yeah, because if like there's a stop and you obviously give them your like ID and everything, you're being complicit to right. these checkpoints and you're just normalizing for it. When in reality, you can be like, I'm sorry, what is this for? What do you need my documentation for? Like, you need to question them and you need to make sure that the communities you live around are safe for, like, your Indaki homies and stuff. Um, and, and, like, here in Dallas, we have, like, a hotline onto which, like, we run the word, right? So there's not inaccurate postings going around because a lot of people will do it for clout. And it's really unfortunate, but people will put on Twitter just for these, like, mega retweets and stuff. And then they don't take it down whenever they go and, like, hey, it's a confirmed that they're not there. But we need to stop sharing like this widespread kind of fear. And that's the fire line, correct? Yeah. Do you know the number to that by heart? Yeah, it's uh, 469-778-4979. So if you call this hotline number, um, somebody will get dispatched out to the area in which you think that there has been um, and you know, ICE spotted. Um, usually it looks like Department of Homeland Security vehicles that we've seen a lot of um, black unmarked vehicles mm -hmm. as well. And just like government plate things. Um, but mostly they've been a lot of unmarked vehicles. Yeah, they're that have very been going. subtle nowadays. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I, I, I like when she said questioning these people because I, from what I've learned through life um, is a lot of the white supremacist way is to not get, to get us to be very um, cordial and to listen and not question authority and, and, you know, just accept what's ever given to us and assimilation and all these different things. And I think when we're at this point where like our lives are on the line, um, our undocumented people's lives are on the line, black people's lives are on the line, queer people's lives are on the line. Everybody's under attack. We have to be, um, we have to be brave and bold and ready to protect one another because they are not looking out for us. Um, with that said, 
Um, a few more subjects that are kind of tough, um, but also, um, well, eventually inspiring. Um, the next one, I actually um, wanted Maria to cover a little bit as well, um, because I felt kind of mixed feelings about this. Um, and, and now as someone who has departed the organization, can I say that? Yeah. I don't want to say too much. Um, the redacted organization. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rhymes with bolt. Ah, I'm just kidding. Um, go ahead, Maria, if you want to take it away or you want me to lead you in a little bit more. I think, yeah, no, it's it's a, on the topic of a nonprofit organizations and really looking into who you're partnering with, who you're sending your money to, and, you know, who you're following even on social media. And it's really disheartening that I was working for an organization that definitely um, put this really pretty facade out in the community as a Latinx empowerment organization, doing civic engagement on the ground. And um, when I was hired, I was really excited, really ecstatic to you know bring that work here in Dallas and continue the growth that has already been built here. Um, and throughout my time that I was there, I started to see that it was actually a really self-serving organization. Mm. Um, and it's very dangerous for that because they were continuously getting money by funders. And to see as somebody who works right with another nonprofit that barely gets any type of funding right. to see an organization that a one is like very self-serving and is at the leadership of ignorant white women who don't want to listen to, you know, the and women of color. Latinx organization. And this is a Latinx organization, right? Run Might by I white women run by a white woman. Yeah. So, um, you know, a few weeks in, I just started feeling really uneasy about a lot of these, um, situations. I called it out a lot especially in a lot of the staff meetings that we had. Um, there was a lot of anti-black sentiment coming from the executive director. There was a lot of different... Um, she was silent when trans women were being killed. She mm. was silent when, um, you know, mass incarceration is literally happening. And if she claims that the vote really is empowering our communities, then why isn't she speaking out about a lot of these other issues? She really only put statements out about immigration, but I said, are you doing anything for an immigration organization at all? Like, preocupense y ocupense, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're worried about an issue, then do something about it. Take some action. Whether it's, she was never donating. She was anything? never actively donating, never wow. actively going out to organizations. She... um whenever folks would bring something up she'd kind of dust it off if it was not something that was going to serve her platform she was not for it and i really am just, just like a white i was just like really wanting to um bring her up because there was an article that ran that said she's been looked at for running for senate um in the state of texas against john cornyn and as we all know the texas senate seat is very important and there's right. already been like um three people now Two people yeah who um are, are looking at the seat and so uh, i say this right because as somebody who cares about the community who has worked with the community um i really just want everyone to keep a close eye to who they are sending their money to and Again, like who you're partnering up with. Supporting, even follower, supporting. followership. I don't know if that's a word. Yeah. But that's, you know, it's just really unfortunate to hear that because there aren't a lot of organizations out here doing this kind of work. 
Um, and to hear that they get loads of money and are kind of exploiting us from what I can tell and from what I've heard from not just you, but multiple people. Um, it's really unfortunate to know that, like, I know they have great intentions perhaps, but then at the same time, it's like, if you're just using our people up to pawn off of and for your own, like, growth or what you consider that and you're not putting anything back into us or you're just taking ideas from other organizations because that's what it felt like to me a little bit um I I have a hard time really supporting that fully so I appreciate you bringing light to this because it is a organization that's Texas-based and it is um it's important for us to know like who's really out here and supporting the community and doing the work and who's just doing it for the clout. Yeah. And it, like I said, it's really unfortunate as to just how much money they like want. And this goes back to whoever's listening, right? Like there's power behind your story. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times they will capitalize on your stories, your narratives, because no one else is covering them and no one else is uplifting them. Um, so I always say to people, like, you are your own, you know, driver. You know, you can take the story and you can, that's that's all you. That's your brand. Don't let other people capitalize off of it because they will. Ooh, you know, you share your story you, with girl. somebody and then they'll be like, oh, that's perfect. No one else is reaching out to these individuals. So she like she cashed in on a very niche community at a very opportune a time. A very vulnerable time. So absolutely. And, sorry, I may be out of line. And we can edit this out if we need to. Um, Keep it in. Ding. um, What are your thoughts on the whole, like the the quince thing? Oh, so, um, yeah, my position particularly. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about what, like what the whole, all of that was? Yeah. So um, the organization here in question, obviously, is Jolt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was under the <laughs> it was under the direction of Cristina Sinsun. What's her real last name? I don't know. Oh. I think it's I don't know. Sorry. I don't honestly. <laughs> um, but there was this, um, you know, doing quinceañeras and doing voter registration at quinceañeras. And as much as I was like, oh, this is a great idea. It was also something that you have to keep in mind of the demographic. You know, you can't just step into spaces because that's where the top place Latinx people are congregating at. Let's do it there. You also have to be mindful and respectful of the fact that this is a celebration that this young girl waits a really long time to have. It's a rite of passage, yeah. Um, So to step in with media and with cameras and interviews and everything like that kind of takes away from the traditions of it, right? Like spending time with family and things of that nature. Um, You're starting to push something onto on too hard if that makes any sense yeah no, like, no, no no it makes sense. it just seems like a real inopportune time to be doing yeah. voter registration and try to empower the community like as much as i would want to party with my tío and stuff and also like register to vote it's also really hard yeah <laughs> to do and to be mindful of it right i think there was one instance where um they were trying to get somebody to do coverage on national media and I I had made that ask but mm-hmm. obviously like not a lot of people are comfortable with being put on the spotlight especially a national one so when I reported back that I couldn't they were very upset at the fact that there was no one willing to do it and I go well you're you know the time that we're in nobody wants to be doxxed on right like you, your face is put onto a media spotlight people are going to know your name and know where, who you are and where you're from and obviously you don't want to be tracked down by whomever or be the light of something that you didn't want to be in the in the first place so 
um, it was just real disheartening again for me because I just basically saw my community being exploited for the fact of like to generate more stories for these funders to be like, oh, you're doing amazing work. Let me just keep pumping up money when there are other really amazing grassroots organizations doing the same thing without a single dime from any funder. It's all community driven and community powered. So hello. Preach. Thank you, Maria. For organizations that you could support outside of big conglomerates are me. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say y'all can like throw out other North Texas Dream yeah, Team. Yeah, the North Texas Dream Team. Um, you know that we've had a lot of members for NTDT going out to where like a lot of the ice um, spottings have been. Even one today at the Dart Station. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we do everything out of just what co- the community sends our way. So even five to ten bucks sure. gets us to print know your rights materials that we can post around dart stops and stuff. And I know we talked about it, but I actually I know we just had a meeting and planned 15 things. And these my poor team is probably going to eye roll at me. But I think we should do a know your rights. Um, I was um, just talking program. about your list, but doing that at the library, too. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, let's do it. All right. So we this is already going long and I can feel it. Um, so our next subject, our next few subjects are both rough and light, in my opinion. Um, I don't know why we ordered it this way, so I'm going to switch it up just a little bit. Um, Rafa, would you mind telling us about what's going on in Puerto Rico? Um, the Borinquen. Is that, can I say that? Yeah, okay. I think so. Um, so there were some text me. messages that came out, right? Is it that, I'm right? His messages, he was talking shit. Right. And so. The governor of Puerto Rico. Yes. The governor of Puerto Rico had a group chat with like his in internal circle of. Fuck boys. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Diplomats is a better word for sure. Thank you, Maria. Oye, coño, calma, calma. Um, and then, like, people got really upset because there's, I mean, there's this idea of corruption that has been, like... But he was incredibly misogynistic and making homophobic, making fun of dead people because of all they've been going through. Like, hor- the most Because of, like, messages. accurate numbers have never been released about us right. how many deaths there's been and, like... So when you add, like, that insensitive... For, for for someone who leads Puerto Rico to have that kind of like idea and to be able to share that kind of opinion um, wrapped with this idea of like, yeah, there's a lot going on that technically Puerto Rico like is, is falling victim to in terms of corruption in the higher ups, like the people were done and fed up with it. Um, so they've been protesting and from the looks of it has been some of the biggest protests that PR has ever seen. Yes. And so a lot of people have kind of jumped in. Um, they're going, they're also in solidarity in New York and a lot of other everywhere. There's people here in Dallas, people. Yeah. Everywhere. I'm really showing that, you know, this is not something that will be tolerated. And, um, what I like is that the protests are taking um i don't know if they're being covered like in a, a, a like comprehensive way where we can see as much as we can but i do know that there's a lot of like um 
unique type of protesting happening. And so I appreciate like a lot of the artists out there that are really showing like solidarity and supporting. Right. Um, and there is still a lot going on. His chief of staff uh, just resigned. Um, the governor has said that he will not resign, but will not seek reelection in 2020. Boy, um, if you don't get so your... his yeah, his position is basically one of those like, yes, I'm here to lead the people and I hear their concerns. So I will work with them and have this dialogue. But it's like, no, bruh, people want you fucking gone. Right. And I think there's a deeper conversation. I mean, I know there is and I hope to have it here on the podcast soon about U.S. imperialism in general and how we've treated Puerto Rico and how we haven't helped Puerto Rico. And so there's just so many deep layers in this. And so I completely uh, tip my hat both to Puerto Rico and even Hawaii, which I think Pat is going to talk about a little bit here in a second, in solidarity with these people um, rising up, right? And I was very... I guess, moved by this tweet from India Moore that said, you know, Puerto Rico's part, part, basically like Puerto Rico's doing something, Hawaii's doing something, what are we doing? And it's like, that's facts, right? Like we're taking all this treatment and we're too afraid to to rise up and fight for our people and fight for our land. And uh, it is exhausting, but also very, very inspiring and um, power to them. And, and if we uh, find where to share and donate and help um, the people on the ground, we will share that out. Pat, do you want to cover Hawaii a little more? Um, so with Hawaii, uh, I had I looked into it a little bit because I was kind of seeing the post, but they're trying to build a telescope on the highest mountain in Mount Kea. I don't, don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. But they're trying to build a 30-meter telescope to do, like, galaxy research. So y'all know I care about the galaxy skies, but that is indigenous land. Y'all need to, y'all have already colonized it and done, made it into a whole tourist trap. So the fact that they're, like, one of the few police pieces of land that the indigenous people have in Hawaii, they're trying to essentially build a telescope. So there's been protests and um, people standing outside of those roads to prevent the construction from happening. Um, the most recent article I saw said that court refused to halt construction of the of the like wow. t- Hawaii telescope um, uh, construction. So there's been like protests every day with indigenous people and ind- indigenous people are getting hurt because they're trying to fight them from actually going and starting the construction there. And there's apparently already 30 cons- uh, telescopes in that area. So I'm like, what the hell? Really? Really? Wow. Yeah, I didn't know those so, details. Yeah, it's just, it's wild to see that's happening. They're taking advantage of them just like they did in the pipelines. So Mm. it's just really irritating to see that colonization is still happening every day. It is. And I think that's the thing is like now we have this access to this information and this knowledge and how, what to do about it or just to get involved. Um, That's all I can keep stressing to people. Um, because I know we never feel ready and we don't feel competent enough to be involved, but doing something is better than doing nothing at all. So, um, again, my, my power and solidarity to everyone in this fight against white supremacy, basically, because, you know, I don't forget talking about that y'all. All right. So now <laughs> this is really much lighter news. Are you ready? Oh, I forgot one thing. It's not that light. Fuck. 
I thought I was going on to talk about The Lion King, but I forgot about Your the homeboy. one, the only. He's not actually my homeboy. I can't even pretend I'm a big fan. I really don't know his new music that much. I've just been hearing about young Tay K for quite some time Fox. now. Huh? Zach Fox. Oh my god, <laughs> yes, Zach Fox. Uh, no, I've been I've known about Tay K for a, a for a few years now. But and I and it's funny because since he's from around here, everybody has their theories. Everybody knows him. It's like Selena Gomez. Oh, my cousin's mom knows him. Oh, you know, everybody has some like connection. Um, So the young lad was a rapper here. Basically did a little robbing, a little shooting, might have killed a person or two. Wow. And um, light. Very light subject Casual here. Flex. Um. And now he finally went to court and got 55 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think from what I read, that is not the only, that was only for some of the crimes. My guy has a lot of issues. He did a lot of crime. And even though I was joking kind of because they were like, he got his um, ankle bracelet off and he like to me there are some leadership qualities in him i'm not gonna deny that he has a special charm his music's catchy as shit even though it was literally his giveaway to his now imprisonment um used as evidence against him absolutely the pictures they were like he used gang signs in his video they played the video yes so everything was used against him so it's actually a really sad case to me um because as we know as hip hop fans, like that's the outlet of expression, right? Like he was living this wild life. He, he kind of, um, I guess was born into and maybe created a little bit for himself. I don't know his full life story. Maybe next episode, I will come back with all my Wikipedia read and I'll go do private interviews, uh, over there. in what is it? Arlington Mansfield area, all Tarrant County, yeah. Tarrant County repping young take um, people always said free take Ari just said um, Zach Fox even included it in that song which I talked about last episode there's just a lot of layers and I'm a little bit bummed out I'm gonna be for real like I'm not saying it's a hard thing right because we like talk about prison abolition and young take he obviously had something special for him even if unfortunately he was in some crimes um i can't it's it's to me it's heartbreaking that a a young teen right his whole life is gone i think what's important is to not misconstrue what you were saying um and i think like for someone like take it's just crazy to see that situation play out the way that it did when we see so much like injustice right against people like take because someone can literally get five dwis before they actually end up killing someone on the sixth one but they were given that sixth opportunity you know what i'm saying i'm not saying that the person who who lost their life in this string of crimes that take was a part of is is any less and it doesn't mean anything what i'm saying is um when you look at a person like take in his situation whatever it might have been and then we we step back and take the perspective of what's going on in our society. Like, you know, had it been somebody else. If it was a white person, it would be different. Is that what you're a, saying? Would have been a completely different situation. Absolutely. And that's the problem I obviously have with it. 
Um, as well as I think there's more to be discussed with crime as well, as far as like, why was he committing these crimes? What led him to rob? What led him to do that? You know what I mean? Like there's layers to it. So when I say free take, Hey, I mean it in that way. Like, why don't we study what's creating these problems, which is a lot of the same issues that can be discussed for any areas of poverty or any areas of crime or any areas of anything. And we're not really having um, those super in-depth discussions on a city level like we should be, maybe in some circles or activist circles or organized circles or whatever. Um, but that's what I mean when I say free take it, it, because to me, he had something special. Like he really did. Even if he's doing all this like terrible quote unquote shit, um, it is terrible. I know someone died. I'm not trying to be heartless, but, um, I don't know. I, I guess I have a special sweet spot for TK for some reason. Uh, maybe it's just the irony of it all. Cause it kind of became like an internet joke too. Like anyways, I'm spending too much time on TK. Um, yeah. So hashtag free TK. I don't know. Um, I think at least his, he should be fine on the, um, commissary. <laughs> Um, and then that finally leads me to Lion King. Yay. I thought you said it was going to be light. Damn. You that hurt? You did not dislike it that much, did you? I was really upset. Yeah. Why? Like, the Lion King made me feel like when Mufasa died in the first one. The whole movie did? Yeah. It was not that bad. It wasn't that good. I didn't okay this is the thing for me I don't like live action so like I don't know what people were expecting like that sounded awkward from the jump and I I'm one of those people where I'm like do we need a remake I don't know y'all know I say that every time we talk about something I prefer original concepts however I was glad to see that um video resurface on Twitter about how Disney and the Lion King stole Disney. Kimba? We knew Kimba. what you meant. We knew what you meant. Yeah, they stole the whole idea from Kimba. No idea is original. Okay, but I know, but that's... And the way... Did you see the video of the Disney like CEO saying, like, this is an original idea after the creator of Kimba died? Right. There's there's no okay, original idea. There's not, sure. But blatantly stealing, and we saw it when they did Coco and how they want to copyright everything and own everything. Disney is a unhealthy relationship we have. An unhealthy company that puts out fun, brilliant, beautiful work. And but so, we love it. I'm just saying things to consider. Like all these like, companies and it. everything are so corrupt. I know. They own everything, right? Yeah. It's scary. And so. And come November, I'm going to get that Disney Plus membership for show. Jesus Christ. Um, I did not hate The Lion King. I thought it was kind of cute and fun. And it made me feel a lot of things I did not think I was going to feel. And everybody kept talking shit about it. And so when I watched it, I was like expecting to hate it. And I didn't hate it. I was, I literally, I have not seen the movie in over 10 years. I don't even remember all the details of the movie, but I remember the Disney sing-alongs. I know we talk about that before too. And so I remember certain parts of it. And I, you can ask Maria, she watched it with me. I was like, so like my heart was melting in some parts. I cried, of course, in the scene. Um, The scene. Are you with me, Lions? Girl, when Beyonce said, are you with me, Lions? I said, yes, bitch. I stood up. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Lions stand up. Yes. It was like, but it was awkward. Like, I didn't like Beyonce's voice in it. I didn't like Donald Glover's voice. Oh, shut the hell up. 
The, there was only a few characters I whose I, voices I, I, I liked, and it was Timon and Pumbaa. Same. John Oliver, the bird. Same, Zazu. And um, Scar. Ooh, I didn't like Scar. I liked Scar's voice. But that was the other thing, too. I think it was uh, it was going to be near impossible to top Jeremy Irons. But Scar still did really well to me. Not to me. You're doing um, a comparison, though. Don't do a comparison. I'm not. Do of what you watched. I'm not. Because I, I wasn't did. comparing it to the last one. I took it for what it, what it was. I wasn't. And I did. And for me, like, the beauty in a movie is how it tells the story. I think it told the story terribly. The CGI was dope, but... Oh, shout out to the Dallas Zoo, baby cub. Yeah, so you cute. a real one. You're famous. True. You're a Dallas legend now. What up, they Oak still Cliff? gotta go see the baby hippo. Adult. You already know Oak Cliff on a big screen. Oak What's Cliff up? What's cub, good? What's popping? Baby. <laughs> yeah, like outside of that. Uh, so I, I, I tried to like really piece together why it didn't piece together for me. And Donald Glover didn't do a it good job for me. It was not good. I literally was Scar like, he didn't did even not match. do a good job for me. I like Star. Um, I believe Star. Beyonce didn't do a Beyonce good job for me. Not a voice actress. Um, I did like the young Nala. I liked young Simba. The young cats were good. Ah, young yeah. Simba. Ah, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> Zazu, Timon and Pumbaa. Um, Timon and Pumbaa saved the film. I didn't they did. I didn't like Rafiki. I didn't even like watching animals that looked real talk to me. Like I couldn't that's the part I yeah. couldn't swallow. Like I was like, this is weird. But it was still like funny and cute. And pretty to watch. And it to me, the biggest thing that I enjoyed was the nostalgia. Like, I felt like a kid again. It just, I was quoting it. I didn't even know I knew the lines. Like, you can ask Maria. I was, like, gripping her leg and, like. Like, comparing it? Bitch, well, because we used to watch our oh, little sorry. recorded copy. That's not comparing it. That's nostalgia. You said you like you knew the lines. But comparing I'm not com- to what you knew? I'm not comparing it. I'm just saying that is nostalgia. It brought you back. That makes me feel warm because I knew it and it was a familiar story. So to me, I knew the story, but I was like, on its own, as a work of art. It's not that strong. Will I appreciate it? And to me, because of all of the resources that were poured into it and all of this pretty picture painting that happened before, I was like... They can't fuck it up that bad. They were going. I I wasn't. I wasn't expecting something better than the first. I was expecting something good, something great. I I didn't even get good. You know what I was thinking, though? Like, I feel like for kids, it probably is great. And that's what matters. Mm. It's not about us anymore, pal. I think for kids, I agree Mm. with most of what you said. Yeah. I think for kids, like, it's probably still fun and great. And, like, that's and the, the whole action, purpose. Like, the action connecting, it didn't connect. It didn't actually. connect. But I think that's what I'm saying, right? This live action, seeing actual animals fucking talk. Like, no, that's why the documentary's no, life. No, outside and this of and that, that like, I, I understand that when we go to a film, regardless of whether it's live action or a cartoon or a story with real people, there's an accepted convention of you suspending reality. So you know it's not happening. But to me, it's like you get it. So you buy into the story because that's what you attach yourself to. It didn't even it, it did. It for did you. a terrible job. Yeah. For, for me, you. I'm not talking about for you. I know, but I'm, I'm not saying reading like, your mind. I know. I know. I know. I just I just some people like it and it's OK to like it. I liked it more than I thought I would. I was ready to hate it because everybody was hating on it. And I'm like the worst critic, not the worst critic. I'm a harsh critic. And so mm-hmm. I was really surprised that I, I enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, and I cried and I felt emotions and 
all that sweet stuff. So I think if you're looking for a cute, heartfelt movie, it still has fun themes in it. It's still it's still beautiful to watch. Go watch Midsummer and <laughs> like a Pat really said, movie. no, that movie's fucking crazy. Um, but I think it was still sweet. I think they could have done more. There was too much. That's how you know Disney's doing too much, and like. It's and that's just, why they're um making money off of this and then marvel so now they're going to the they're like hey look we're supporting the queer community now yes they are they've bought into that as well um speaking of cats <laughs> if you Please thought do. lion king is bad cat is fucking horrific looking i want to see it you see you're trash and you're gonna like is it because of musicals or it looks horrible it looks like a bunch of memes it looks fucking scary i like the meme versions i saw more it looks scary why did they do jennifer hudson like that (laughs) it's like one of those movies like you know how i say that i'm scared by non-scary movies like i don't like scary movies not because they're not good but because they don't really scare me but i like No, I like movies that aren't scary because those actually fucking terrify me. So Midsummer, And I feel like Cats is a scary movie and I want to go see it. I'm disturbed by it. I didn't need it. I didn't (laughs) want it. I didn't even know it was coming. It was so weird. It looks so, I feel so bad. Like the actors, how did they say like, yes, I look good. They basically, they like photoshopped their face into Cats. Jason Derulo. He's in it too? Yes. yes. It's so bad. Oh, yeah. God. It's funny to look at, though. Like, I, I love the memes around it. James Corden, yes. Yeah. All your favorite whites and Rebel a few Wilson, others. Um, yes, Rebel Taylor Wilson's Swift. gonna be a fat cat. Really excited about that representation. Um, sorry. You know, it's a mess. So the cats the cats are getting their shine today honey and they ain't doing y'all right but they're trying and then i keep thinking of uh andy from the office when he dresses he up yeah. <laughs> jesus cats i've actually i don't remember the story cats very well but uh definitely don't know that i'll watch this movie unless i'm really bored or something um which pat kind of alluded to what i think is our last topic um pat you want to take it away so my boo is going to come out as the first. I'm going to need you to tell <laughs> us more because I'm going to say who up. it is. I'm going to say who it is. Tessa Thompson at the con announced that she's going to be the first bisexual uh, Marvel superhero once she announced she was going to be looking for her queen because a new Thor film will be about her being the ruler of um, Ragnarok or whatever their place is called. Yeah. Asgard, see, I don't know all that stuff. I like as, follow as, it, but that much. But it was just kind of interesting to see because um, it's like not until like now, like 10, 15 years of them doing this stuff that they're finally including like um, queer storylines. Is it not more than 10, 15 years? It's been good. I mean, the whole like Marvel MCU universe it's a long like it's time, has started girl. like what? Um, I started seeing the movies like works. in two, but I'm saying like I remember the movies first started coming when they launched that they're going to do all the Avengers movies was like 2006. I mean, Marvel in general, though. Well, or yeah, we're like the Iron Mans and stuff. But when they like con- did the concept of creating the whole Avengers universe was like around that time period. Um, so n- she's going to be the first like openly like bisexual character for Marvel. And that's why a lot of people are also getting excited because Captain Marvel is maybe queer. We don't know yet. I know CYC podcast was saying that she was 
If they said it, that means it's true. So we'll see. I'm I'm obviously excited because I do like Valkyrie a lot. Um, she was the reason that I liked Thor Ragnarok, and it's the same director again. Um, maybe they'll do um, the, the America Chavez series too, which would be cool. Hopefully they don't get Gina Rodriguez in that thing. But yeah, so they're well, sis. They only let three of us in Hollywood at a time. So, um, but I know that they also are doing another series that's going to have like Anne Hathaway and Selma Hayek, or not Anne Hathaway. Is I saw any? Latinx geeks talking about something. Yeah, I was trying to keep up with it, but there was a whole lot of stuff, reactions going on to it. But um, yeah, so we're gonna have a bisexual superhero in twenty twenty one, I believe. <laughs> is when it's happening i'm I'm still pretty excited about it like i said i like tessa thompson i love valkyrie um it's just kind of interesting to see because i know when we i don't remember if you went with me to un the unt thing with one of the people from marvel talking about how they try to put diversity in the marvel universe and it's like now so many years later they're are you excited about blade I am really excited about Blade. Did you see how he put that cap on? That is so funny. Lena White's like Twitter was my reaction to the whole thing, which Which I'm trying to find the tweet so I can read it. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I could find it to read it, but I love that there's this transformation happen in media, but it's also scary because it's like, like. Even with the Lion King kind of, where it's like they're going to the right people, but it's like if they're not doing it well, yeah. is it landing is it properly? Gonna, gonna Are we having conversations when literal white supremacists is running this country? Like what's it's a lot at stake right now and a lot of interesting um She said Captain America's black, Thor is a woman, the new blade got two Oscars, shout out to Mahershala Ali. 007 is a black woman mm. and the B- little mermaid about to have locks. <laughs> Shit just got real. So I was like, yeah, so excited, but also nervous, but really excited about Blade. No, I, I think it's still Blade. all going to be great. I just wish that we could keep up mm-hmm. like our knowledge as a people in this country. Um, but nonetheless, media holds a lot of power here. So it still will be very transformative. So now we can wrap up the juice. Hopefully all the motherfuckers will be gone like ricky and all these people we don't need no more hopefully by the time you hear this episode shout out to all our puerto rican fam we're here supporting y'all everybody else the colores radio hey the colores radio we are here at the latin alternative music conference in new york city new york city oh my we're from texas y'all so we are here and we're very excited, even if I don't sound that excited because Rafa's making fun of me. I was kidding, you just didn't take a shot with us. Well, I didn't take a shot because I haven't eaten all day because I was so tired. Yeah, let me call the ambulance. Oh God, the dad jokes have begun. Anyways, we're here, we're very excited to be a part of this conference and I'm actually passing the mic to someone different today. So you might not hear as much from me directly as if interviewer but our lovely pat the gat will be leading some of these interviews with all the amazing artists here so i hope you all enjoy you'll hear more about new york city from us soon and we'll talk to you later bye 
All right, y'all. Y'all are here live and direct. Stewart Hotel, New York City. Latin Alternative Music Conference. Decolores Radio. You already know. Rafa, Pat the Gat, Eva Arreguin with the one and only Nati. Me importa un pepino que concha dirás. Peluso, a.k.a. Nati Killer. Inglés o español. No, no, no. Listos, listos. No, sí. Ya, me contrataron como animador. Ya, that's it, I'm done. We can talk in English and in Spanish. Okay, en los dos. Perfect. Okay. Bueno, nosotros somos de Dallas, Texas. Oh, wow. Entonces viajamos, pero también viajaste mucho, mucho usted. Entonces. Platícanos un poquito para la gente que no sabe, porque de donde venimos nosotros hay una cantante que se llama Erica Badu. Wow. Y sé que. Y, y, no. <laughs> Entonces es conocida, pero um, lo emocionante de la música suya es que es una mezcla y es algo único. Entonces um, la música de la sandunguera es algo que pues we're happy about. Entonces la identidad de latinos, latinas y latinexes es algo que está cambiando cada día um, aparte de todo eso explícanos un poquito la cosa que tú como artista quieres mandar como mensaje con lo que tienes wow, me encanta todo a ver, let's talk about that shit yes um, first of all I'm feeling grateful and proud to be here in New York uh, singing my songs for all this public, new public uh, no lo conocía y me siento como ¿Cómo se dice? Como flasheando, yo lo digo sí. en argentino. Flashing lights. Ajá. Um, y es, es increíble el poder ser latina, como sí. tú decías, y poder estar reformulando quizás eh, algún aspecto entre todos los artistas latinos que estamos rompiendo hoy en día. Creo que, que la cultura latina está exponencialmente quemando en todas partes uh -huh. y, y el ser parte de ellos, ser un, un granito más de arena, uh -huh. me hace sentir orgullosa, me hace sentir, eh, no sé, como que puedo hacer algo bonito por sí. esto. Y sin duda mi, eh, lo que yo quiero hacer con mi música, que es lo que tú concretamente me preguntabas, uh -huh. es el, el disfrutar, papi. Yo creo que el hacer las cosas desde el amor y siendo latina, como tú dices, el poder llevar mi palabra y, y, y nuestro, nuestras maneras, nuestro goce, sí. que independientemente de qué parte de Latinoamérica seamos, sí. es algo que convive en nosotros, en la sí. sangre. El poder contagiar eso a todo el mundo, esa alegría que llevamos en el corazón, es una fortuna que no lo cambiaría por nada. Sí. Bueno, entonces... Comentas que disfrutar y divertir son, son temas um, populares en tu música, pero también hablas sobre temas que son medio pesados y sí, obviamente bien. el dolor y la angustia que, que viene con, con ciertas cosas y, y de eso... Es, es importante para mí el, el mostrar el color humano que tenemos mm. en la música. A veces adornamos todo uh, about beautiful colors uh, eh, y es importante el recordarnos desde la música, que es algo que consumimos todos los días mm -hmm. y es algo que nos compone diariamente con nuestra condición humana. Y si construye una diva, que sea una diva humana con 
con esos defectos que todos tenemos y a los que todos podemos recurrir para identificarnos y el sentirnos orgullosos de también de nuestra tristeza, de nuestros defectos, de nuestras virtudes, son cosas que nos componen y, y yo creo que la imperfección hace de nosotros algo bello, ¿sabes? Mm, sí. Y es algo que no se reclama, incluso en, en tiempos como hoy, no lo, no lo termino de detectar, a veces está encubierto de, al final de pretensiones sí. y de... Y creo que es importante llevar al, al escenario eh, de verdad un aspecto humano desnudo sí, de, de, sí, sí. de todo lo que no, nos tiran sí. ahora, que es, es jodido. Uh -huh. Entonces, el poder conectar con mi gente desde ese punto tan sincero, uh -huh. sin pretensiones más que gozar y mostrarme cómo soy, es algo que creo que me hace más fuerte. Porque... It is what it is. That's true. He's not a liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a not that. And that's the truth. Nati Peluso is the motherfucking truth, y'all. Um, no tenemos mucho tiempo, pero um, unas cuantas preguntitas más. Uh -huh. Favorite rapper. Okay, mejor Jay-Z o Kendrick Lamar. Um, Siempre tenemos. I love Jay Z, but Kendrick is um, unexpected. Yes. Uh, okay. Como es valiente. Sí. Se moja. Sí. <laughs> Pero Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Notorious B, um, Lil Kim, Foxy Brown. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Know, yeah. Dos años, dos años alegando que Jay Z contra Kendrick, yo porque un poquito más con oh, años, it's, pero it's yeah, 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 yeah. Pero Jay Z, hay que apostar por los nuevos talentos, papi. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, entonces otra cosa, tenemos algo, un segmento en nuestro podcast donde um, se llama Self Care Corner. Y Eva habla sobre cosas en que, cómo, cómo nos mantenemos nosotros, cómo nos cuidamos, salud y todo eso. Um, comparte un poquito lo que, lo que hace usted para... ¿Para cuidar el corazón sí. o el exterior? Salud y lo que todo. sea, el alma. Es que ahorita, como estás en el tour y trabajando y yendo hasta el perro, ¿qué haces cuando después del día como descansa o cómo te descansas? Me encanta comer jengibre porque mm. es un antibiótico natural que me depura la garganta, el estómago y me hace sentir limpia. Y también me gusta mucho eh, meditar, que no tiene por qué ser. Eh, que pare todo y ponerme en posición y conectar con lo más, sino, el, por ejemplo, ahora mismo puedo llegar a estar meditando al, al conectar conmigo y hablar desde mi sinceridad. El meditar en cualquier momento del día, el conectar con, con lo que tú eres, eso es pura salud. Es, es pura salud porque yo creo que la salud comienza desde el bienestar mental. Sí. ¿eh? Porque me ha pasado muchas cosas que me he dado cuenta de que no eran por lo que estaba comiendo o lo que, sino por no estar bien conmigo misma. 
Y tenemos que estar bien, con, tenemos que amarnos y yo creo que esa es la mejor sopita que nos podemos tomar, el mejor antibiótico que hay. Y luego obviamente pues darse mucho mimito, comer rico, ¿eh? comer casero, sí. Sí. Ay, un buen plato de la mamá. You know, para mí. Agacha, así está. Ok, two more questions. Um, ¿Con quién le gustaría colaborar? Con Erika, Vado. Con Erika. Here's Erika. Entonces, entonces, sí. Entonces, ¿cuándo viene a Texas? Dallas, Texas. Tengo muchas ganas. Ok, y'all heard... Okay, that color is radio is gonna bring Nati to Dallas, Texas. You oh, heard it here, please. folks. Please. She's gonna come through. Please. Once again, a big shout out. Thank you to Nati Killer. Make sure you find her at Nati Peluso, Nati Killer, right here in New You're York City. We're out here working. That color is radio. Muchísimas gracias. Muchísimas gracias. That color is radio. Buenas, buenas tardes, otra vez, Rafa y Pat the Gat de The Colores Radio, Dallas, Texas, LAMC, New York City, Stewart Hotel, acá con todo tipo de desmadre, pero estamos aquí con tu otra bonita, cuéntanos señores, eh, eh, quiénes son, ¿Cómo, eh, platíquenos un poquito de, de ustedes. Bueno, nosotros somos el Félix, el guitarrista, yo soy Héctor, el cantante de guitarra de Tu Otra Bonita, Estamos aquí enseñando un poco nuestra música y, y para que la gente baile en este festival y encantado de dar entrevistas, dar conciertos y disfrutando de, de este momento. Ahí está. ¿Primera vez en Nueva York? Artísticamente sí. Artísticamente sí. Um, ¿Han viajado a Texas? No, no, sí. No, Entonces, no, no, eso es la, un, la, la cosa que me gusta de esta conferencia es que les decimos a todos que somos de Texas y dicen, ay, güey, ¿usted de dónde? Y entonces nosotros viajamos, pero lo bonito es que vemos a gente de donde quiera. Y lo bonito de, de Texas es que hay una mezcla de identidades. Entonces, sean mexicanos, puertorriqueños, colombianos, de todo, la identidad últimamente es algo que nos conecta con la música especialmente. Um, ¿Qué tipo de mensaje querían compartir con la gente o fanáticos nuevos que van a que van a salir sobre esta entrevista. Ay, qué bueno, si salen fanáticos de aquí de esta entrevista, te hago una entrevista todos los días. Ya vamos. Está. Pues nada, que pues primero darlos un saludo, como son nuevos, que ojalá les guste nuestra música, que es nuestra primera vez aquí en Estados Unidos, pero esperamos hacer un circuito y que la próxima vez nos vengan a ver, que si hay oyentes latinos que estamos actuando por, por, por diferentes lugares de, de Sudamérica, de hecho ahora después de mañana cogemos un vuelo y nos vamos a México a actuar y bueno, de ahí a España y que nos busquen en cualquier lado que seguro que, que nos encontrarán. Y en encontrarlos, ¿cómo nos, ¿cómo nos damos cuenta de dónde descubrir su música? Por donde quieran, nomás buscar tu Estamos otra bonita. en todas las redes sociales, plataformas, Spotify, Apple Music, de todo. Luego Instagram, Facebook, Tinder, Tinder, <risa> Swipe Left, Swipe Left. Entonces ya saben aquí lo, lo, lo importante. <risa> lo, lo, también lo, lo otro bonito es que el mundo está creciendo más chico. Entonces, todo, la comunicación instante, la gente conocidos desde el otro, otro lado del mundo. Eso es, es lo bonito. Sí, o, entonces, o feo, um, sí, entonces quería, quería sus opiniones en eso. Entonces, hay, estamos viviendo en un tiempo bien complicado. ¿Cómo se usted, ustedes como grupo y artísticamente, cómo hacen para navegar ese, esa ola? Él te habla de lo bonito y yo de lo feo. Ya está. <risa> bueno, al final, las redes sociales y uh, internet eh, te hace que tu música llegue eh, a todas las partes del mundo de una manera 
increíble cuando eso hace años era impensable eh, para sí. que escucharan tu música pues tenías que ir al país ¿no? y luego era el boca a boca que yo pienso que sigue siendo casi más importante hoy en día el boca a boca casi que las redes sociales sí, sí. puedes tener 20.000 seguidores 15.000 da igual pero al final el boca a boca es lo que te va a hacer crecer sí. de, has escuchado este grupo quiero escucharlo sí. al final yo creo que eso no, no se debe de perder porque para mí es la esencia no porque sí. en las redes sociales hay luego muchos te manejes de no, sí, nosotros los seguidores que tenemos son fieles y interactúan mucho con nosotros y esa es la parte bonita ¿no? el llegar eh, con tu música a cualquier parte del mundo que te escuchen en Nueva Zelanda o que sí. te escuchen en México Argentina eh, viviendo en España y porque hay una confianza verdad que no se que, que no se comunica en las redes sociales cuando es algo personal entonces eso es lo bonito, que confías cuando es boca a boca y se corre la voz entre amigos, entre familias y dicen, claro. no, sí, hay algo que se comunica entre nosotros que no se comunica con las redes yo, sociales. Yo creo, el, 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 hablando de lo feo, que bueno, que es, es, es por poner un, un pero a este asunto, de que creo que las cosas que, que se hacen boca a boca, pues es algo más natural y más objetivo desde mi punto de vista, ¿no? Creo que es como que tocas más lo personal. Creo que nos estamos convirtiendo en seres caprichosos que todo lo tenemos al instante. Y bueno, Julio Iglesias no tenía Instagram, ¿no? Y se escuchaba en todo el mundo. Es curioso, ¿no? Entonces, creo que la música atraviesa fronteras sin necesidad de, de internet. Y, jobar. y si lo consigues hacerlo sin las redes sociales, creo que estás creando un concepto. No se puede renunciar a lo que hay. Seríamos sí. cretinos, imbéciles, decir, mira, me borro de Instagram, me borro de Spotify. Sería ridículo, ¿no? Porque es necesario. Sí, ahora el mundo se mueve así y estar en contra del mundo creo que es tirarse piedras en tu tejado. Pero bueno, creo que en eso soy un poco nostálgico y antiguo, y, pero que también las cosas se pueden conseguir sin tener un móvil en la mano. ¿Qué nuevos proyectos tienen ahorita que están trabajando? Pues bueno, estamos trabajando en... Estamos haciendo colaboraciones. De hecho, ahora reciente vamos a sacar una nueva colaboración. Que estamos trabajando. Es decir, yo en cuanto aterrice de México me pongo a grabar la voz para sacar esa canción. Estamos trabajando en preparar los conciertos enfocar la gira de cómo la llevamos de los festivales y demás y luego ya pues, es que estamos ya pensando en 2020 es que es, es horrible no que sí, ya estamos sí, sí, para sí, 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 es, es increíble no eh, pero pero, es, pero hay que trabajar así no y, y las cosas hay que hacerlas para hacerlas bien no, no tiene que ser nada fortuito todo tiene que ir pensado y, y cada paso saber cómo se está dando. Eso es cierto, hay que hacer la tarea, pero obviamente el, el trabajo y el esfuerzo es señal que están haciendo algo correcto. Entonces, um... sí, sí eh, bueno, eh, el hecho de estar aquí yo creo que las cosas es que se están haciendo bien. Sí. ¿no? Y ahora cuando regresamos, bueno, el ir a México y ver que tienes casi todo vendido, es que algo se ha hecho bien. Sí. Regresar a España y ver que el concierto que tenemos allí están, es sold out, las entradas están agotadas. Se vendieron en dos días. Se vendieron en dos días, ¿no? Wow. Entonces, bueno, ves que las cosas se hacen bien. Entonces eso te da ánimo, ¿no? Y sí que verás que el artista somos, somos una montaña rusa y una noria, que una semana dices me voy a comer el mundo y al siguiente semana dices dejo esta mierda de trabajo, sí. que es lo peor que, que tenga yo. Pero bueno. Ahora estamos en la ola buena y disfrutando de este momento. Pues bueno, felicidades y, y pues mucho apoyo de aquí, de, de, de Colores Radio. Muchísimas gracias, fue un gran placer hablar con ustedes el otra vez. Nuestro. Tú, otra bonita, búsquenlos, encuéntrenlos, porque un día van a llegar a las Texas y van a decir, los conocí por de Colores Radio. Eso es. Ah, vale, muchas gracias, muchísimas de colores. Gracias a deseando tener nuevos fanáticos. De ustedes. Ya está. Gracias. Bueno, pues, muchas gracias. De, de, de Colores Radio.
Señores y señoras, Rafael Tamayo de Colores Radio con Pat Tegat aquí en Nueva York, LA Music Conference. Y Silvina Moreno nos dio un poquito de tiempo. Sí. Estamos aquí. Um, platícanos un poquito, Silvina, de ti, de tu música, de, de todo. Yo soy de Buenos Aires, Argentina, allá vivo, soy cantante y compositora. Eh, viví acá en Estados Unidos, eh, vine a estudiar música de más chica en Boston, en Berkeley. Cuando terminé Berkeley me fui a New York, eh, vine aquí a New York a vivir eh, un año en Brooklyn y a tocar y a grabar mi primer disco, de ahí me volví a Argentina. Y bueno, me encanta dar shows, me encanta entretener, me encanta eh, hacer... Bueno, transmitir como alegría en mis shows eh, Mi gran miedo en los shows es aburrir Siempre Es el gran terror que yo tengo arriba del escenario sí. eh, Y bueno, muy contenta de estar acá Y de salir de Argentina y poder representar a mi país desde, ya, pues, sí. Sí. Pues Ahora estás aquí trabajando Promoviendo tu música aquí en Nueva York sí. ¿Cómo te sientes ahora que estás aquí Promoviendo el nuevo álbum que estás trabajando? Exacto, estoy trabajando en un nuevo álbum que sale en octubre, el segundo single de ese álbum sale mañana, el viernes 12. Oh, eh, sí. Exclusive, mira, ahorita la sí. van a escuchar. Se llama En el 87. Así que súper entusiasmada, va a tener un video en YouTube, va a estar en Spotify, ahí. Lo lanzamos con Sony Argentina, lo produjo Juan Pablo Vega. Eh, y el disco entero va a salir recién en octubre. Así que, sí, muy contenta de estar. Hace dos años vine al AMC a promover mi tercer álbum que lo hice con visitante uh -huh. y ahora estoy haciendo este cuarto álbum con diferentes productores eh, muy contenta sí. más yeah, música qué padre qué padre um, una cosa de lo que nos enfocamos en de colores es la identidad latina latinex latino de todo entonces um, en este clima donde las cosas están cambiando el mundo se hace más chico um, ¿qué, qué es tu opinión sobre qué, qué significa ser latino o latina sí. creo que es una identidad que nos une, ¿no? Y una especie de tipo de idiosincrasia y personalidad. Obviamente, un argentino puede ser diferente a un colombiano, diferente a un boricua, pero hay algo que nos une, además del idioma, porque también yo me siento identificada con un brasilero. Con un, o sea, los idiomas latinos tienen como una especie de personalidad, ¿no? Las lenguas románticas. Sí. Eh, y eso a mí me gusta porque somos una comunidad enorme en el mundo, enorme. Y me encanta, me encanta sentir que pertenezco a una comunidad, me encanta sentir que esa comunidad es muy variada, más allá de que, de que somos todos latinos, de que hay diferencias y que es muy rico. La cultura latina es muy rica, la comida también. Eso sí. Así que, no, me encanta ser parte y como argentina traer mi bandera aquí y integrarme a, a toda la música latina que es tan linda, o sea, para mí la música latina y la africana son las músicas coloridas del mundo, ¿no? Son las que traen mucha alegría, mucho... Sí. No toda, obviamente hay música la latina triste, pero... <risa> para pero llorar, apasionada, mucha sí, pasión. Siempre, sí, siempre corazón en la manga. Sí. Sí. Mucho impacto. Um, entonces, voy, voy, voy a ser honesto. La primera vez que escuché tu música, um, uh, lo, que, lo que oí me, me, me agarró de sorpresa. Entonces, tienes una voz bien, bien cargada, sí. bien uh, y baja e impactante. Sí, entonces, um, ¿cuándo fue que, que decidiste o qué fue lo que te dijo? La música es la manera en que yo voy a compartir un mensaje usando mi voz. Bueno, yo cuando iba... A middle school, o sea, lo que es middle school en Argentina, 
que es como la, la primaria, eh, me hicieron bullying por, por mi voz grave. Cuando yo era chica no usaban el término bullying todavía. Y, pero sí, eso era bullying, porque yo volvía llorando a casa porque me decían que tenía voz de hombre. Tenía voz muy grave, ya para tener 11 años, 10 años, la hablaba muy abajo. Y qué loco, como igual me encantaba cantar, me pasaba horas en mi casa cantando y empecé a tomar clases de canto y así es como empecé a enamorar de cantar cada vez más y empecé a exponerme y, y bueno, decidí dedicarme a la música. Qué loco como... Una de una situación difícil se pudo transformar en una fortaleza, ¿no? Algo por lo que me hacían bullying se transformó en mi, en mi arma de seducción o sí. en, mi, en mi herramienta para, para dejar mi huella en el mundo, ¿no? O sea, eso es mágico para mí cómo se dio y agradezco que a pesar de las críticas eh, me animé a usar mi voz y hoy la sigo usando para otras personas que por ahí no la pueden usar. No, y creo que el mundo te, te agradece porque um, uno, de los, uno de los temas que hablamos en el podcast es uh, la idea de self-care. Entonces, entendiendo que pues, como no todos somos perfectos, y los atrevo a que me encuentren a una persona que sí es perfecto o perfecta, pero porque no existen. Pero cambiando la conversación para decir, bueno, esta es la manera en que yo me cuido, que yo me fortalezco, que yo me hago fuerte para decir, voy a tomar esto de bullying y lo voy a convertir en algo. Porque la mayoría de la gente no sabe o no puede. Sí. No pueden de conexión. No, y además, a los 11 años no, no tenés conciencia de que lo puedes transformar en otra cosa. Yo no tenía conciencia de eso. Uh -huh. Simplemente me dejé llevar por la pasión que me, que me, que me, me llevaba ¿no? de, de, de querer hacer esto y de grande lo, lo pensé ah wow qué loco como lo transformé en una fortaleza creo que si a alguien más chico o a alguien que está siendo oprimido o a alguien que no tiene voz o a alguien que está pasando un mal momento se le da este conocimiento de que puede salir de ahí eh, es mágico igual nada todos somos capaces de salir de situaciones difíciles yo creo eh, y la música es una gran, gran, gran fuente de catarsis y de medicina para el alma. Yo agradezco a todos los artistas que admiro por haberme influenciado y porque hoy, hasta el día de hoy, me inspiran para seguir haciéndolo. Y el público también, obviamente. Sí, Entonces, la música y el, es el self-care para ti. Total, ha sido mi, mi refugio. Yo creo que la música ha sido mi refugio ante una infancia en la que vengo de padres divorciados, en mi casa se sufrieron esas cosas y la música fue siempre mi, mi lugar, de mi templo, digamos. Y eso ayuda a, a mucha gente. A mí, para mí, yo escucho música todo el tiempo. Siempre estoy buscando para bailar, para, para nomás estar con, con mis plantitas, para llorar, bueno, para leer. A veces escuchas canciones tristes para llorar, Ajá. porque querés sacarlo. Entonces, sí. voy y escucho un tema de, de Daughter, que es esta banda inglesa re depresiva, y, y la escucho para poder sacarlo, porque lo tengo adentro. La música tiene ese poder y a veces es necesario sacarlo. Sí. Claro que sí. ¿Y qué es, es un collabor collaboration que querías hacer algo? Porque mira que no, un collab, porque mira, Ed Sheeran. Tengo mucho. No, ah, si tienes apoyo con Harry Styles, I'm like, yeah. One Direction <laughs> Pencil. ¿Qué es un collaboration yeah, yeah. que quisiera hacer? Creo que me encantaría hacer algo con Natalia Lafourcade. Ah. Sí, o sea, he compartido escenario con ella, pero poder hacer una canción o colaborar de alguna manera. Jorge Drexler también, eh, los admiro mucho. Eh, Sia. Ah. Amo a Sia. 
Igual la hacía, la hacía del principio. Yo uh -huh. soy más fan de su segundo, tercer disco. Más que de ahora, ¿no? Ahora es muy masiva, pero cuando empezó era una cantautora muy... Bueno, sigue siendo. Con el corazón en la mano. ¿viste? Muy, muy raw, muy sincera. O sea, a mí me encanta. Eh, sí, esos son artistas que me gustaría. Okay. All right. Bueno, creo que con eso nos despedimos. Silvina Moreno. Gracias. De Colores Radio en Nueva York. Encuéntrenla, búsquenla. Un día de estos va a visitarnos allá en Dallas, Texas. Sí, sí. sí. ya estabas en el South Estuve South en el South 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 South. South. ¿Cómo te gustó ahí en Texas? Me encantó, me encantó. Todo el mundo muy buena onda. La Todos de todos los países van para allá, nomás por no. esa semana para tener chance. No, y la gente de Austin. Sí, <risa> sí, sí, no, hace un ratito, pero no soy una de esas. ¿no? Las cosas, sí. Ay, Las cosas son poquitas diferentes ahí en Dallas, Texas, pero sí, hay una cosa pero, que se llama. Claro. No, en Austin sí. se escapan porque no sí. es insoportable esa semana para ellos, ¿no? Sí, Ajá. sí, está bien. Difícil. Y ese y Austin City Limits se ve que sí. se escapan oh, yeah, porque. Entonces no conocí mucho. <risa> porque no en ese espacio tan Porque se escapan del turista, claro, uh -huh. obvio. Yo haría lo mismo. Bueno, otra vez, muchísimas gracias. gracias Silvina, mucho apoyo de The Colors Radio. Ojalá y, y nos encontremos otra vez en Dallas, Texas. Gracias, chicos. Ahora, un placer, pues, placer, un placer. Muchas gracias. 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 Qué placer. Gracias. gracias. De, de, de Colores Radio. All right, we're here with the one and only, the woman behind the scenes, Lisbeth Gutierrez. Gutierrez, thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from. We've been working in emails with you for a few months yeah. now, so we're happy to finally meet you. Uh, I'm from Houston, Texas. H-Town. Oh, yeah. And then moved to LA about okay. six years ago. Awesome. Yeah. And now you're here in New York? Well, just for the week. Just for the, for the week, for the conference. Yeah. And you work directly with the conference? Yeah. And what is your role there? I'm the head of publicity. Head of publicity. Yeah. Okay. So we've had joy in emailing with you. We're glad to be here. Thank you for working thank with us. Thank you so much for coming. And thank you for what you do. All righty. Okay. Bye. De, de, de Colores Radio. Yeah, no, Long tours, man. So tell us more about yourself. Tell us your name. You are Karina Daza. Yes. Where are you from originally? New York. Okay, my cool. My dad is from Colombia. Oh, nice. And I, my mom has parts in Ecuador and Puerto Rico, así que I'm a mutt. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm an indie artist. Um, I came this year to do um, a show and just some networking. Is artists. it your first time performing? It's my first time okay. at LMC. Aw, yay. Yeah, so it's really exciting. Just being here and seeing all the people in the industry is, mm -hmm. is really nice. You yes. know, I've been to other conferences, but this one is just so Latino focused. So uh -huh. It's really cool. So it has um, a special place in your heart. Yeah, because uh, about eight, two years ago, I was just doing English and like um, pop singer okay. songwriter, right? Okay. So I live in Nashville right now. Oh wow. Yeah, so it like fits in with that genre. So you're in the south with us, kinda, <laughs> <laughs> kinda. <laughs> but uh, but then all of a sudden, after I moved there, of course, I started putting in. I was like, I want to put in, you know, más de mis raíces latinos. So I started um, writing more in Spanish. I did something political. Nice. Once somebody got an office. And all wow. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I think many of us did. That's literally how we started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. A, I did a song about you know dreamers and stuff, and picked up some traction. So I got some stuff that wouldn't be seen. So then cool. I was like, I was like, yeah, people enjoy this. I should yeah. do it more, and I enjoy it. You know. Sure. So I started getting more into into putting in Latin music. I do both English and Spanish now. Beautiful. Um, so I'm I'm really proud to be able to do that and like not keep the world separate. For you know? sure. So, 
At first, I wasn't sure. I'm like, can I write in Spanish? You know, I grew up here. I speak Spanish because my grandparents are right. immigrants. Uh-huh. My dad's an immigrant. Right. But you don't use it in school every day. Yes. You don't perfect grammar. So it gets a li- so that's so how like, I feel. Yeah. I love to do this. Of course. But that's a whole conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just like being secure in Definitely. Right? you got to own it for however it looks right. for you. Exactly. Absolutely. So ever since then, it's been a riot. That's amazing. So, yeah. What are who are your biggest influences? I really love like Natalia Lafourcade. Okay, like, okay. Garcia, nice. like people who can do that like chiller songer singer songwriter vibe, but put in that like folk or like true like roots driven stuff mm-hmm. into their music. You know For the blend. Sure. I really, I really love it. You said they just did that album that's like a cool blend uh-huh. of the modern. So but then it feels like everything you love. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. So I, I took a page from his book actually. Yeah. I'm releasing a song next uh, next month. And it's called Inolvidable. Awesome. And it's, and it's just like cool because it does I kind of was like used him as a model I'm like okay so I'm gonna take modern elements like pop and stuff mm-hmm. but I mean like Vallenato and like sure. where my dad is from in Colombia and like all the like this really cool mix yeah. and, I, and it's so far it's oh uh, like, yay yeah I'm really, well, we'll be looking for it yeah, anything else you want to share where can people find you where can people check out your music uh, Karina Daza or Karina Daza is the English way <laughs> <laughs> I we know how that goes yeah I have to say it both ways yeah uh, I'm on all the platforms awesome. on Facebook and still Spotify all that stuff so perfect just me it's not a common name so <laughs> That's the beauty in it. All right, Karina, thank you so much. Thank you guys. Nice chatting with you. De, De-, De Colores Radio. Okay, so I'm here at the Knitting Factory for the Prima Fun Benefit Showcase. I'm actually talking to, can you introduce yourself? Annie Cordero. And you are one of the like co-founders, co-founders of with the Prima Raquel Fun. from Buscabulla. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So with Raquel, so can you explain to our listeners what y'all do and, and why it's very important that we support y'all and... Sure. Check, check it out, everything else. So Prima Fund started off immediately after Hurricane Maria as an emergency fund for musicians in the islands who all of a sudden found themselves um, devastated by the hurricanes because of loss of housing and gear and uh, side hustle jobs and like no tours and like all of a sudden everything was at a standstill. And of course, we musicians live really close to the edge already. So whenever there's like a devastating impact like that, then it's even more difficult. So Raquel and I were interested in, we were, everybody was doing, everybody in the diaspora was doing fundraisers for Puerto Rico. But one of the things that we noticed was that there was nobody like supporting independent music musicians in Puerto Rico um, and so we sort of found our niche there in the, in the concept of musicians for musicians so we started doing fundraisers where 100% like diaspora bands putting on performances and donating the proceeds to Prima and then we partnered with Bregones which is a 501c uh, Puerto Rican traveling theater company who had a similar thing going so they basically uh, took us under their wing and um, lent all of their administrative support to be able to get the money as quickly as possible to the island and so we were able to give over 60 grants to musicians in the island in the first few months and it was really like unexpected that we were able to do so much with just basically uh, asking our own networks to support and uh, so once the emergency was over we had a town hall in San Juan to say okay like now that we're like six months past the hurricane 
this is the new normal, what's the next step? And they said, well, we need more opportunities for visibility and for touring outside of the island and to showcase our work. So then we quickly turned around after that March um, uh, town hall in San Juan and put on the first Prima showcase, which was last year. And it was a huge success. And the musicians were able to come here during LAMC week and make connections and we helped them. And basically we're just leveraging all of our contacts that we have in our bands and in our extended network and helping highlight the work and the creative talent that's happening in the island. Which, is really which it doesn't actually cost that much money. It's a lot about just being supportive and saying, hey, you should meet this person or you should, can you do a story? This person's record's coming out, like that kind of thing. It's, it's not actually that hard. Yeah. And so this is our second annual showcase. And so we bring uh, bands from the island and pay them a stipend so that they can afford to fly here because it's expensive. Yeah. And put on a showcase and it's free because we want everyone to see the beautiful work that they're there's, doing. There's so many great bands in Puerto Rico and I'm, I'm like with our podcast I'm constantly highlighting um, a lot of Latinx and indie artists and I, I think it's very important that we see this visibility because a lot of people think of Puerto Rico and they think of just the Bad Bunny but there's so much more in that diaspora of like music and I love it and I support it and I, I love Buscabuya too so like seeing all the work that y'all are putting in is amazing and I'm very fortunate to be able to be here today to check out these artists um, we were actually here for LAMC that's why we came and when I saw y'all doing the benefit show I was like I have to go I have to talk to them because y'all were one of the organizations that we like called to, to support and bring action to to like know that like all these bands and artists that y'all support like they're out there struggling and even two years later like I feel one of my friends just recently went and she was, she, her family's from Puerto Rico and she was like, it's kind of devastating to go because a lot of tourists go and they're just like, thank it, everything's fine, but nothing's, it's still a lot of work in process and like of trying to get everything back in order. So like, what do you, what do you think um, our listeners, what should we do? Like, how can we continue to help y'all outside of like benefits like this and like speaking on it and speaking on what great work these artists and musicians and people are doing, what should we do to help y'all? Well, if you want to help Puerto Rican artists in particular, you can support the Prima Fund, which is uh, at primafund.org. And basically what we do is 100% of those funds go directly to support um, creating opportunities for these artists to showcase their work. And um, But in general, my message would be that what I've learned from this experience is that just a couple of people leveraging their existing contacts has been able to do a lot. And so there's so much work to be done in this country in general for immigration and like cancel ice, man. I know, and for like, real, like this, all these ice raids are supposed to be happening. This weekend, it's like totally terrifying times we're living in. And so whatever is your cause, like, Echale con ánimo because you can make a difference. Just a few people sharing and like doing egoless work where you're 100% just for doing it for the, what do they call it, fighting the good fight, it makes an impact. And I want I want to see everyone in the streets. I want to see everyone supporting each other. And like, que se den la mano, you know, because we, we all 
can help each other and everybody wins and, and that brings another thing that's important for us with the podcast like our latinx identity what does that mean to, to you like as a person like what what do you think we should be doing like what your identity who you are like i'm just me but um I don't know. I think that we should just like support each other and educate people when they misunderstand us, you know, like as far as being Latinx. Um, I just correct people because a lot of people don't identify me visually as Latinx, so I, that gives me a lot of opportunities yeah. for talking to that and correcting people. And yeah, so, but you know, being proud of where you're from and where your cultural heritage is also political action. It is, most definitely, most definitely, and I think that's why we like to support and show that, that Latinx is not just Mexican or Latino, like, we're all from different parts of the, like, world, and we all got to support and do stuff for each other, so I'm really happy I got to come to y'all's event and check this out, I'm getting to discover artists, logos were amazing, I know Negro Gonzalez is on right now, so y'all can hear that, so sorry. Lizbeth Roman is about to go on and she's also fired. And she, yeah, and she was at LAMC too. There's so many great work here. So thank you for what y'all are doing. Y'all check out PrimaFun, PrimaFun.org. That's right, PrimaFun.org. And you can also follow them on Instagram and all that stuff. Check them out. Thank you so much. We're at PrimaFun on all the socials. Thank you so much for taking your time. Thank to you so much. Me. Thank you. Okay, y'all, so aquí estamos en el Netting Factory para el Prima Fund Benefit Show y nomás quería introducirlos. Si yo no, todavía no los conozcan, I don't know what's going on in your life. Get it together because all our podcast primas, we all talk about them all the time. We've got some members of Balloon here. Can y'all introduce yourselves? Say hi. Huepa, hola, aquí Angélica. Hola, y este José. So aquí estamos y nomás quería uh, que les explican un poco de sus música, Dreambow. I love it. The album's amazing. If you haven't checked them out, I highly recommend it. I know I had some of my fr some of the listeners go to um, the South by so Showcase. So qué proyectos tienen que están trabajando ahorita? Pues estamos haciendo mucha música nueva en esta en estos meses y tocando mucho, así que pronto vendrán vendrán singles y sencillos y también este quizás un EP por ahí nuevo. What she said. <laughs> yes, so we are ready for that. Um, and uh, what should we call it? Now I'm going blank. Um, mira, ni, ya ni puedo pensar. Este, el final del LAMC. I know. I'm, I'm like burnt out, tired. Um, let's think. Now I'm not blanking out. I am blanking. Wow. Okay. The songs, I can tell you, the songs are very. The sun is very. And the songs are super like summer jams and are, uh, there's a lot of more like rainbow and yeah. upbeat. Yeah, doing, we've been doing a lot of, of summer jams to dance to. For we've sure. Been, we've been doing like a lot of like summer shows, so it's been pretty good to like write summer type songs. Um, and then when fall comes, then we don't have to play. We only play during the summer. <laughs> I mean, I caught y'all springtime in Texas. It wasn't that hot, not as hot as here. And <laughs> it was still true. a beautiful show. Um, I'm hoping to bring y'all to Dallas once y'all's like See, new work comes out. Yeah, we would so love we'll to. we'll be on the lookout. Yeah, Booker's um, in Dallas. Talk to us. We want to play there. Yeah, I'm going to try and make it happen. Um, but yes, definitely support them. Check out their work. They're based here in Brooklyn, but they're from Puerto Rico. Y'all need to support our Puerto Rican brothers and sisters out there making music. Like, there's some dope stuff happening. Y'all need to check it out. 
Yes, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Gracias. And we we're big fans of the colores. Un abrazo a todos. Oh my god. I'm so happy we got all sweaty and desperreo together at least one that night. That was while so we were much here. fun. Yes. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, sure. more of that in Dallas next yes. time. Yeah. Yes, hopefully we will make all kinds of stuff happen. Y'all can bring the, the beats and we'll all dance together. And meaty our doggy too. Yes, I need to meet meaty. Soon it will happen. It will happen it will eventually. Happen. He knows about you. He knows I exist. <laughs> he knows I love him and support him. But thank you so much for everything that y'all do. Gracias. Gracias. Ciao. Around this area? Yeah. Waterfront. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. now y'all are in Bushwick, right? Yeah. yeah do y'all like, like it? October. Yeah. We like it. Yeah. I mean, the our Petro place is much nicer now. The yeah. neighborhood is very different. But we spent like nine it. years in this. Like, oh, wow. Well. So we changed so much that. Took a little getting used to. Yeah, I didn't even feel like the neighborhood that we moved in. Mm -hmm. So it was like at the end, it was yeah. just like mostly. There was like a hotel in front of our house. Yeah. Which we're we're like, what so That's much? nuts. Yeah, I've heard uh, with Brooklyn, like a lot of gentrification's happening yeah. and everything's changing. Like I was saying in Flatbush, I was in Flatbush and that like the person, like I, like I was the Caribbean and she was telling me how that's changed and like it's becoming very gentrified. Yeah. All that, and I'm just like, I mean, it's happening everywhere. And it's, it happened so fast. Yeah. Then, yeah, here it's like insane how, like, how quickly that Yeah, we kind of like internalized it as the years went by, like, oh, this is now 12 dollars. Oh, 14. Oh, this is say, okay, that's fine. Yeah. And, and then, then you end up like spending like 22 bucks on your on a lunch for yourself. You know, oh, like, yeah, that's how I'm like, when I go to Philadelphia, I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to eat good, but I don't want to spend yeah. too much. I just want to relax with my friends. Right. So, yeah. So, I know you listen to the colores. You're a fan Me? as well. We love you. What is some of this? Do you know we have our self-care corner? I do know, yes. So, I, wanna, I obviously can't sing it as well as Eva. Y'all, sorry, Eva. I've tried my best, but I'm out here sweating in the city. So, Angelica, what's your self-care? What do you do? I know y'all tour and... Is hanging That's out with Meaty like this most like what kind of stuff are you Meaty doing? Meaty is my self-care, taking care of my doggy, but also I think uh, treating myself to a massage is one thing that I love doing, like, especially those really like tough ones that are yeah that step on you that's my thing oh, man, and yeah and and watching RuPaul's Drag Race oh my god yes, yes. you and Eva need to talk <laughs> about RuPaul's Drag Race she was she loves that show I don't get to watch it as much but yeah I'm a, a fan and so anything drag anything dogs anything massage just self-care what's your uh, self-care you got any self-care that you like to do to take care of yourself <laughs> post shows post. right now y'all are in production of like making some new tracks so like what are y'all doing to, to do the self-care to take care of yourself so i i really enjoy like making playlists of like mm -hmm. new stuff that i like so i try to make playlists where i'm like finding more and more and more new music and going into like rabbit holes. I do that on company time and on balloon time, which is... Uh, which, by the way, if it's the playlist on balloon Spotify that y'all make... Like, yeah, it says behind all of Oh my gosh, you have so many, like Tropi Goth, I was listening oh, to for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that one was really good. So like, thank you, Jose, for bringing light to all these great artists for me. We have a one that we haven't... We shared the link, but we, we haven't made it public and it's... Old songs that we like, super moody, like covers um, using pan flutes. What? Pan flutes so, so well. Yeah, Babelita got a little sneak, sneak yeah. peek of it. Dang. <laughs> I, so might need, I might need y'all to slide it. I'm going to ask y'all to send it to me in my DMs. I'm going to make... <laughs> 
yeah. Good sabaw, it's where it's at. That's that is self care actually. Yeah, I. It's very soothing and I'm a fan of pan flutes. I'm a fan of like early '90s, you know, ethereal, whatever, electronica with yes. monks and I don't know. It's just people that uh, I don't. If, if it has like Gregorian chants, Gregorian and, chants, pan and pan flutes and synths, Jose's in it. Yeah, forest, I'm ready. I'm, they always sounds. laugh at me. I'm sure you heard on the podcast every time. I'm like synths, bring me life. Like I love anything with synths in it. They're just like, oh, what yeah. the heck is? Yeah, they're a big fan of Enya too. So. I like Enya. I like all, all that stuff. Yeah, so these music is self care in and out of New, yeah. new Age. Unironically, oh, I like New Age, and that's. Yeah. Not me being sarcastic. <laughs> it's okay. fun. Yeah, yeah well, that's my self care. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, y'all, thank you. If thank you had you, th thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being here with me. I'm glad Hopefully, we finally got to spend some time. Spend together. some time outside of like a show. Well, like obviously we were at shows every time, yes. but like yeah. it's always at a festival, either <laughs> yes. in Austin or here. But yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I know. And it's, uh, I was so happy I finally got to see y'all play because we met like, was it three years, two years ago, three years ago when I saw you during the Noya set? That was the first time oh, I met you and Nora, and I got the sticker. That was you gave me a sticker for balloon. Wait, and I'm not. No, yeah, South the Noya by. South by. That was like two years ago, yeah. two or three years ago. International stage. Yes, yes, it was in the it was in the convention center. That's right. Yeah, I was sitting right behind y'all, oh and I complimented my. your hair because it was super cute. I remember. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Isn't that funny? What? That was. Yes. Yeah, so that was when I first met you. Oh. And I, you and Nora, my mind is completely blown were, right now. Y'all were there, and I was like, I thought it was when we went with Richard to well, the diner. Well, because then I had seen you again during um, the Remescla party last year. Okay. Yes. And and that was that's fun. when we're like, oh, hey, what's up? And then I was like, I've met you last year. But I didn't get to see you last year because I'm finally I'm, connecting them. Yes, that's I so finally, crazy. I finally I like left right before y'all played because I think y'all played Friday last year. Yes. So th that yeah. way, that's but why last this year you got to see. This but year. This year. Oh yes, my God. this year. That's why I was. I, it, it's all intertwined. That thing, like, <laughs> it's a blur. It's a blur. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I finally got to see y'all, yeah. and it was beautiful. And I was just like, wow, this is this is all I needed from South by. I just needed to see y'all. Y'all got me my feelings, and it was That's one so year to meet us, one year to see us again, <laughs> and then another year to see us perform. Yes, so yes. Three yeah. years. Nice two years three years of friendship. Yes. yes. Hopefully, maybe with, before next year, I'll see y'all again and yes. I'll get to meet Meaty and we'll yeah. hang out. Yeah. Meet Meaty and Dallas. Is, yes, yes, yeah. we'll definitely have y'all there. Thank you so much. Thank you. Gracias. 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 Bye. Okay. De Colores Radio. All right. Hopefully you enjoyed a bit of those interviews. I told my pals Pat and Rafael to take charge. So you really didn't hear me much. Um, how'd y'all feel doing that? How was that for you? I've never felt an under pressure of like talking to people without like knowing them and like having to look them up and like study really quickly, which was really interesting. But it was also a co cool opportunity for me to like get to know artists in a different way than what I'm used to, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Because I'm used to, like, consuming and processing and, like, looking into their work, whereas, like, they're literally kind of, like, it was almost like they were pitching their work to us. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. But it was cool, like, still getting to hear, like, from different regions of Latin America, some from Spain. That was an interesting conversation I kind of want to have after this, but go ahead um and even the one like i i really one of the ones that i was most excited about was probably the interview i did with one of the co-founders of prima fund because i have followed that organization for a little while and 
just to hear that they're doing showcases like that that like all the artists that they had there they actually brought in from puerto rico for that showcase um so that was really cool um yeah it was dope uh lamc i didn't realize they've been doing that for 20 years yeah i didn't either um and so, like, I thought the whole idea around the conference was really cool. Um, and it was cool to experience, like, how, like, music kind of transcends, you know, the United States. I know that sounds really, like, egotistical. Well, that's because, like, like, even for me, who tries to, like, keep up with Latinx music, I felt like I was like, whoa, I'm not well-read enough in all these right, other, like, genres. Saying. Because I just stick to my indie stuff. And reggaeton and perreo that I sometimes forget that there's like folk and all that other stuff. Right. And so like that's that's kind of like the idea behind, you know, LAMC bringing these people in. And it's just crazy to see one, the influences that transcend like, you know, countries and stuff. But at the same time, like how we're so closely aligned with other identities. Mm -hmm. And we touched on it a little bit with with uh, that interview with Natty. But it's just dope to see like at the end of the day, yeah, like we're we're similar, but we're different enough in cultures and cultural experiences that um, we can at least appreciate each other and then come together for for things like the conference. Like y- I, y'all, got, y'all unfortunately left <clears throat> early, so y'all didn't get to attend it. But the Alex on One Third show was kind of interesting to see because I've always heard his music as like an indie pop artist. And he had a moment where he like was talking about Abolish Ice. He started talking about talking about trump and like how we need to work together and solidarity and help each other out and it was kind of cool to see um that happen at a show in that setting because he had all kinds of artists um fans there it wasn't just like i thought it was gonna be mostly like latinx indie babies but it wasn't it was really diverse and i was surprised and um he took the platform to speak on it and i thought that was really neat um which a lot more people should be doing mm-hmm most definitely. I know Luna Luna did it um, for their EP release. They had Edwin go and speak on everything happening. And shout out to Maria for ha- making that happen. So, yeah, I think I think that was a conversation that I had with Beverly, too. And unfortunately, we didn't get to do an interview because power outage and everything happened on her last day there that we were just trying to make it back to Brooklyn. But we talked about how... Um, solidarity with like music and stuff is something that's very important where we should talk about what's going on and use our platforms to speak on that. And I know a lot of musicians are obviously in this time are talking about it in their music, but they're not always speaking on it. And I think that's important. So yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the trip. I hope y'all did too. I think we all had fun with the interviews and experiencing LAMC in New York all together. Definitely. Um, Eva, what the hell is going are you on over okay? there? <laughs> what the fuck? You're like I'm, holding. I was just trying to. Did your quiet. contact fall out of your eyeball? Yeah, she started moving and stuff. I thought she just got so moved by the conversation. She I started was. crying. De colores for life. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> um, I actually really enjoyed this trip with you all. I was, I had, I went to New York recently, so I was like, damn it, I gotta go to this overpriced ass state again. Wow. Um, Sorry goes, to force you to go. It's expensive as hell. And I wanted to take like a beach vacation and I couldn't, so. I can't because I'm a pobre. Um, but Ugh, I had to go to New York twice. Terrible. 
Sure, Jan. Um, anyways, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed spending time with you all. I enjoyed um, dancing and... Um, the little perreo fun was was uh, kind of nice on Friday. We were dancing. Yes. What was that night called? That was the remescla. We went to oh, remescla. Oh, no. I was talking about DJ Bembona. Oh, DJ Bembona. That shit was lit. That was really was lit. Cool. I'm really happy we got to see her. She's dope. We're going to bring you to Texas. I'm putting it into the universe because it's going to happen. And you're amazing. Um... Rafa, what'd you think? You'd never been. Maria, you'd never been. Mm-mm. Tell me y'all's thoughts on New York. She made it to 30 Rock. <laughs> I did. Um, I ate cold cuts in good Liz Lemon fashion outside of 30 Rock. So that's Rafa, what was your favorite part? I can't wait to go back. It was like so amazing. And I had the time of my life. Shut up. And you were shook because Mahio Bus showed you some of his <gasps> Oh, that might have been one of the best yeah. parts. Mahio, Mahio Bus. Bus. Shout out to you. Magic, or Shout not out to magic. Chihuahua and Mahio. Yeah. Um, when we were at Central Park for one of the shows for LAMC, linked up with Mahio Bus, and he showed me some of his illusions. This man is very talented and scary it is kind uh, of scary right it is scary because they say magic's not real <laughs> it's not it, they're but illusions how does he do that how do he make exactly a card fold up and go into it literally folded up and went under maria's watch wow. <laughs> yeah i was fucking shook and they hadn't noticed and i looked and i walked away because i could not handle the <laughs> devil yeah in front of me yeah <laughs> So he's it was so crazy, sweet, but though. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, he's a cool dude. But how dude. did he do that? Yeah, it's crazy. Like you didn't, you weren't in on it with him. Mm-mm. I know for like an hour, I I was like, you you he fucking told you. I literally he told just, you that he was gonna do that. This card was just like, wasn't it folded God, up under not, you? It literally like it was folded, it folded up into. Like, swear on all of East Dallas. No cap, I swear on all of East Dallas. <laughs> I did. Like he even did stuff with Beverly after the show on Saturday, and at first she was like, I don't believe this. I don't believe it. And then he started doing this, some of the ones that he did to y'all. And everyone walking by the street was just like, what's happening? Literally power outage in New York. And we're doing magic tricks. That's I part of his tricks. Uh, yeah. He made the whole power go out in yeah. New York. I felt so bad because we like the way we talk. We're like, shut up. I hate you. Oh, like, yeah. I was like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. All these violent <laughs> things. <laughs> Pobrecito Magio, he was like, uh, uh, what? And I was like, yeah. oh, we don't mean it. We're just a rude American. Sorry. We're fucking trash. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And I was like, I'm sorry. You're so talented. Fucking scare me again. Um, so he was really sweet. And it was just cute. I enjoyed going with you all. It was nice. It was nice. Maria, do you have any more thoughts, feedback? Um, I went to the chiropractor <gasps> after I got back. Because of her feet? All that walking. Girl. I was not prepared for all of that walking, I will say. With that. your wadaches. Walk that, walk that. Your wadaches done retired My after the first day. <laughs> Gone. We went to the Glossier line. We tried to be fuckboys and go to the Supreme <laughs> store, but the line was too long. I was like, I don't have patience for this. Is. Um, what other fuckboy shit did we do? <laughs> we went to the we Drake to the- store. <laughs> The the OVO store, get it right. We went to I the didn't OVO go. Store. They went. Went to the OVO store. We, went to the homie. Um, Sam's the Beyond the Street, Street, Street exhibit really was cool. dope. Yeah, Beyond I the love that. Was super ill. Um, to the Promised Land, Kith. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, there was a lot of fuckboys in there. I would have yeah. let them ruin my life a little bit, probably. Wow. Um, there were was it not just like fuckboys everywhere, all kinds, all sizes. I shapes, think it was like every colors. event we went to, you were like, 
They would ruin my they life. Would ruin the Absolutely. Bambona show, the Remescla yes. show. We had a working Google Doc of men that yes, ruined our lives. We did. <laughs> We're still working. It's still growing every day. Um, it was fun though. Had a street hot dog. Not impressed. Yikes. Same. I paid five bucks for it, and it tasted yeah. like not a hot dog. Yeah. The little weenies in the can. The. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, New York was a lot of fun. We were all very drained after we came back because it was. I don't know how y'all be doing it, New Yorkers, because. Hmm? Oh, yeah, that was actually our favorite part. We we're so dumb. So we had made a bet. Pat was like, I'll buy a shot for the Well, first- I was like, everybody, wait for your first rat. Like, look and find your first rat. And then, it's I, important. Said, and then I said, if. And I didn't think it was real. One, I was like, sh- whatever. No, it's like, real. Which I still owe Rafa a shout. So and so then we saw Rafa spotted it first. It was un pinche rata de cuatro patas. He was humongous. How did he walk, Rafa? He literally had the longest limbs. He looked... <laughs> it was so big. Yo, like on the real though, the more I think about it and the like, the more I see the, the rat... He had to have like scoliosis he or something. He definitely has a story. I oh, wish I could talk to him. little buddy. Ratatouille's yeah. grandpa. And then our sweet little deli joint that we were going to that the badass ice coffee. No, oh, yeah. The bodega. The bodega. Yeah. Um, it was fun. It was cool. It's been a couple. It's been like over a week now. So I think we kind of probably forgot some of the details. I know me and Maria really enjoyed our lift ride on the <laughs> way home. Were y'all okay? Y'all just text me and because I was like, this man, we gonna make it fast. You ready? He rerouted to warehouses. Oh yeah. Okay, so get this. He gets out the car though. He's dressed head to toe in a button-up black um, dress tee. A fitted, fitted like it's like a business shirt to me. And then he's wearing black skinny jeans with holes in the knees, like fashion and a gold chain wrapped around his waist. And he has like botas on, like black they're loafers. like black loafers and super fancy. And we're like, what the fuck? And he has shades on. He's like, Hey mommy, you want me to get your luggage? And I was like, see <laughs> si, papi. Yes. Get my luggage. And I'm like, sis. And I kind of look at Maria like this guy's dressed head to toe to pick me up in a lift. Okay. So then we open the door. Plastic covered Honda. Yes, we open the fucking door. All the chairs are covered in plastic. You're like your abuelita's house. Do not get a stain on it. And we were like, okay. And there's like a smell. Like there's a strong cologne smell. Like what kind? Like your tios that wears too much. Oh. Um. And then what's playing in the car, Maria? Julio Iglesias. Blasting. Like wow. someone hurt this man's feelings bad. Wow. Um, Maria, tell him more. So he picks us up, right? First, he like U-turns into the street to come get us. As we're departing from the Airbnb, um, he's like, oh, we're going to the airport? Dope. He like, like he knows this place by heart. And he starts commenting about Eva's name. So I'm looking at her like, He's talking to you, not to me. <laughs> He's like, oh, el nombre de Eva is... Literally like, talking like that. Him. I could not understand him. Could not. So sorry. But... He's like, el nombre de la Biblia. And I'm like, si. Uh-huh. 
And he was just going and going. Drives off. He goes off the map into some warehouses. And I was like, oh, my God, it's happening. We thought we were going to die. Like, we started oh texting each other. We started texting Pad, sharing our location. We were just like, what's happening? We've he never pulled seen over at a warehouse. At a warehouse. And then stops. And then we're like, oh, we're going to die. Julio Iglesias' cousin's going to kill us. <laughs> like, this is it right here. And then finally, he's like, oh. And then he gets back on the road and he's like mumbling this whole time, y'all, and singing Julio Iglesias he was heavy. Like, I'm sorry, my eyes were. And I'm like, boy, put some shades on. I don't care. Like, he's on our the highway. flight is about Wasn't to depart. This like 7 a.m.? Yes, he's on the highway rubbing his eyes for like three minutes. And I guess he catches me looking at him. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, my eyes. It's just my eyes. And I'm like, I'm, you're fine, baby. Like, go ahead, just get us to the airport. We're just trying to get there on time. Julio Iglesias is playing. Then he um, swipes onto his phone, switches the song. He has three different tabs with Julio Iglesias songs playing. Literally three and then we look at the background on his phone and who is it it's his show day it's his girl looking fine looking bad a selfie of her looking like all like duck face my man's faithful yes and i was like no he ain't he's saying a lot of words to me sis and the way he's dressed he's trying to pick someone up so we were really literally both ways um so needless to say, when we arrived at the airport finally, 25 minutes later, he said, Skirt, are you arrival departure? And we're like, I don't know. Just choose a lane, man. We're about to miss our flight. <laughs> yeah. And so we're like, fuck, just let us go. As he's almost about to run into those like traffic. Yes. Um, the pillars. Yeah. Or whatever. He's like, is it to the right or left? And I was like, uh, fate will choose. Like, departure. <laughs> let me go. And we made it to the flight. We made time. it. To, we made it. And he's like, okay, mommy, y'all have a safe trip. I'm like, yes, daddy, let's go. <laughs> um, and we we finally were there. We were just glad to be on ground and safe again. And um, that was one of my favorite parts of the trip somehow. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, it was because it was hilarious. I was low-key scared. I was low but our, the way we were texting back and forth was also oh, hilarious was- <laughs> because we were like, sis, this might be it. I don't know. <laughs> um, I was so confused when y'all texted me. I didn't know what was happening happening we just had to let someone know that we were a little bit worried for our life um nonetheless we are here we are back and we appreciate you new york and hope to be back to do more um and work with you all because y'all have a lot of dope things popping um so finally we can go to our next segment which is self-care corner um as you've heard, I've been going through it. <laughs> um, so I recently was like, I hope this new next therapist therapy session is really transformative because I was having some really low moments in the last few weeks. And the thing that my therapist suggested was for me to set boundaries. And I talked about that <laughs> several episodes ago, but she was like, no, sis, you need to actually create boundaries um, with people that often seem to trigger you and or that you do not believe or do you not feel are filling your cup the way you're filling theirs. And when she said that, I was like, ouch, okay. And she was like, even if it's family, whoever it is, um, if they are not um, putting in what you're putting in and they're not respecting your space and your boundaries, you need to create them. And so this is a really hard thing for me to do because I'm not very good at it because I like being friends and cool with everyone. And that's just not how things go sometimes. Um, 
so I'm working on really creating these boundaries. I shared a post recently, um, a kind of words you can say to create these boundaries. And so it's a really hard thing to do because I've said it. And even she told me like, you're saying you want to prioritize yourself, but you're not doing it. And I was like, can you please stop attacking me? I'm literally paying you for this. Mm -hmm. Calm down. Um, but it made me realize, uh, a lot and, um, so I'm working on this, even though it's really hard because I'm having to set boundaries with some of the people closest to me. Um, but I've realized in order for my healing to happen, I have to really prioritize myself and stop trying to like be there for everyone, which is really hard for me personally. Um, so that is my very brief self-care corner. I'm sure I could get into more detail next time when it's been a little bit longer and I've sat with it a little more and I've practiced it a little bit more, but I encourage you all, if you're not already doing it to consider who is filling your glass, are you just filling their glass, um, and kind of create boundaries with those people, um, in some way, because, our lives are important. So that is my self-care corner of the week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now it is time for our upcoming The Colores events. And I actually brought our sweet friend Ari here mostly for this reason. So bless be her patience because we've been here for a few hours now. Um, but Ari, tell us a little bit about who you are. You've been on a few episodes and I talk about you often, so I feel like they should know, but maybe they don't. Yeah, um, I'm a local artist here. I usually paint as of late. Um, and my upcoming solo show uh, opens here at the Cultural Center. It's called Safe Place. Um, it opens on Saturday, July 27th at 5.30. Um, and it's mainly focusing on black feminine identity Um Anti-blackness is just a huge thing in this country, in the world, and especially affects um, people who are feminine, feminine presenting, or identify as women. Um, so it's just about ideas of like safety, who gets to be safe, who's safe in this country, this city, um, especially like with the recent murders of trans women here. Um, so yeah, just focusing on uh, different aspects of like black feminine, feminine identity. Um, just because I probably won't get to interview you after the show. So I got to get in while I can. Um, so shouts to all the people <laughs> who like our long episodes because this one's going to be long. Um, what has been the most transformative thing in creating this work specifically? Mm. I think just... I think a lot of artists are like observers and so just like seeing what's happening in the world and then uh, comparing that to experiences that you've had and so just kind of like observing everything and then um, presenting it in ways that are like palpable but also um, mean something to people and and can have an effect. Yeah, so a lot of research and, and like introspective work. For sure. What are you looking forward to most about presenting this work? Um, well, it's my... F I've had one other solo show. Like, I've done a lot of group shows, but this is my first really big one. And that one that I've, like, put a lot of... <laughs> put a lot of no, thought into. No, just kidding. Um, and just... <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Um, just that I put a lot of, like, 
time and hours and like thought into so I'm excited to just see it all together and see how people respond to it what do people need to understand about black femme identity oof girl that they don't or won't get maybe right away um I think everyone needs to understand that we all have inherent racism and sexism and that black people have always been the brunt of those isms, um, especially when you're a woman, because we all know how most people in the country and the world views women. Um, So just having those intersecting identities, I think it's really important that people start to just look at even like on a smaller scale, like how you treat people, how you talk to people, the ideas that you have about people who look a certain way or identify um, in a way that's like contrary to something you're used to. Um, And just thinking about the challenges that face those people that are systematic or institutionalized um, and just ways that you can slowly break that down in your own community. Absolutely. And do you know um, when your artist talk is? It's August 24th from 2 to 3. Here, Here at, at the, the Cultural, Cultural Center. Center. Yeah. The Oak Cliff Cultural Center. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very specific because yeah. people do be showing up at the wrong ones and I always feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you want to share about this show before I ask my last question? Um, I think that's about it. I think there's one other thing that I have been thinking about with the show, was, which is uh, I thought of this idea a while ago. Um, I heard that bees that we have in this country are not, uh, they're an invasive species, meaning they were brought from another place, mm-hmm. mainly Europe and Africa. And then I kind of tie that to like black people, but black women specifically, because bees provide a lot of the crops that we use in this country to like feed ourselves and like mm-hmm. do a lot of work for us. And obviously we know that a lot of those populations are declining. Um, and so that connection to like bees and like black people, black women um, is is like dispersed throughout the show. So what inspired that? What inspired it? Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I just, I heard that. It wasn't that... Beyonce? No. <laughs> I don't know. No, That's no. like a genuine, like, no, bees you're right. and black women. That's Beyonce. You're right. Um, it wasn't, but I heard that fact and looked into it more, and I just thought, like, wow, that's so interesting because, like, they do so much for this country and in the world, you know, and it's a part of nature, and, like, black people are super connected to nature, even though it's made to seem like that we're not, and so... Yeah, there's a lot of little bee like imagery throughout the show. I think that's kind of cool to look out for. For sure. So finally, um, what does safe place mean to you, Ari Brielle Edwards? Ooh, um, love mainly and being around people that make you feel comfortable and loved and okay to be yourself. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, congrats to you. Thank Where you. can we find and follow your work? Mainly on Instagram. I have a Twitter, but I don't be on it like that. I know. I miss the old Ari. I know. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> my Instagram is Candy Paint with two A's and Candy. Does anybody else have any brief questions or anything for her? All right. So come to Safe Place opening this Saturday, July 27th from 530 to 8 p.m., Uh, Maybe we'll have a little after party afterwards. Stay tuned for the details. Come to the artist talk. Um, Ari, uh, I know I'm corny because I talk about you because you're my best friend. And I probably will cry right now, but I'm not going to um, because um, shit. (laughs) Our friendship means so much to me. And you know that. 
but seeing your growth as an artist has been amazing and I can't wait um, to see your show and like I I know your power and I want you to know your power and I want all my friends and loved ones to know their power because it's incredible what you've transformed into and like seeing your growth has been really dope um so i'm excited for everybody to see it and i want everybody to stand because i stand um so so congratulations (laughs) even though i haven't seen it you could literally have a wall that says like eva's trash and i'd be like yeah (laughs) um but i'm really excited to see your show and i hope nothing but good things happen to you from here on thank you i love you love you bye (laughs) bye Okay, that was only for one event. Fuck my life. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to announce a few of the other amazing things we have coming up. Some of the dates are still being finalized. So we will get that all to you as soon as it happens. Um, we will be putting on a women of color focused comedy show which I've been talking about for a long time, but I am absolutely thrilled to be making this happen in partnership with some amazing human beings. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And if you're going to talk that talk, you need to walk that walk and come support this event because it's going to be really great and fun. And I'm excited to make that happen um and i will be sharing more details next episode because i'll be able to announce who our lineup is um so be looking forward to that it's looking like it's going to be early september um and we will be sharing all the details soon probably on a friday um i'm not putting the exact date out there because I'm not 100% sure on it yet, but we are looking at early September on a Friday. Um, So keep that in mind. We want to see you there. Um, There will also be another event coming up with an organization, and it's going to be a conversation on sex, which I think should be really fun. And we're looking at that for August. So that actually would be before the comedy show. Um, so I will be giving more details on that by next episode as well. And then I guess we can announce what our next gray space art show theme is. Are y'all ready? Is that Mortal Kombat? That sounded almost like the Space Jam song. Maybe it was both. Actually, it might have been both. Um, wow, that stressed me out. I am confused now because I don't know what I was singing. Our next Grace Space theme is identity. Woo. Um, so we're looking at early October for those dates, which means your work will have to have been submitted by latest, like mid-September. We will send the dates out for that um, when we have those flyers and stuff. So keep that in mind. Have your work ready to submit by early September, which is a little bit over a month away, almost two months away. Start submitting now. Yes. If you know you want to be a part of a show that is themed identity, 
Start submitting now. Yes. The I, sooner the I, better. I'm announcing it to say, admit, submit now so that by that time you're completely closed off. I know some of you like want to be inspired by the theme and create something which we appreciate and love, but identity is such a broad, beautiful theme that really a lot of y'all should have some work lined up for this already. So send it our way now because if we do have too much art, we will have to turn some away. And I think that's happened before. Well, it has, but we also don't want to, you know, run out of space and you show up on the day of expecting to have your oh absolutely not we will stick to deadlines so keep an eye out for that it will be coming soon we have a lot of amazing fun stuff coming your way so thank you all for your amazing support and more is coming after that but that's all i'm going to announce for now so stay tuned for all these amazing events we have coming up and we can't wait to see you there yay that leads us to our brown slash black slash POC slash not white business of the week. <laughs> wow, I'm trash. Um, that is going to be the vegan food house off of West 7th Street here in Dallas, Texas. It is a black owned restaurant. It is indeed vegan, as the name suggests. And I think it's yummy. I really enjoy it. They have some delicious cauliflowers, buffalo cauliflowers. They slap. They got this little dipping sauce, also slaps. French fries, slap. Um, this portobello mushroom hoagie sandwich or something like that, also slaps. Um, I haven't had anything I did not like there. I enjoy it because it has a Cajun flair. Super delicious food. Um, vegan food is not always priced very cheap, but it is tasty. So I recommend you check it out. I crave it all the time. If I crave something a lot, that means it's good. Um, so That's true because you, you've been talking to me about going to the vegan food wow, house. Wow, I'm so proud of you. I thought you were going to make fun of me, but you're actually in support of what I'm, I'm saying. Not. Thanks, yeah. pal. No, we should go. It's like really tasty. I think you'll like it. I know you're not crazy about vegan food. <laughs> I'm not. But it's really well, good. Well, no, I'm not that I'm not crazy about vegan food. It's just that this idea of vegan food gets a bad rap because I feel like it's not really done properly. Mm. We'll talk more about this later. Sounds yeah. interesting. Um, but it's really tasty food. It has flavor. I'm all about that flavor. And they I got it. That. I fuck with that. So if you haven't already, check out <clears throat> Vegan Food House. I enjoy it. It's also in Oak Cliff, which I enjoy because it's closer to me um and you should check it out super yummy and let me know what you think and tell them we sent you so maybe they'll give me a free chicken nugget or something <laughs> a single chicken nugget. one vegan plant chicken nugget um all right that leads us to our last and final segment who the fuck you got with the coco let's go I'm just going to shout out one of the bands that I saw at the Prima Fun Showcase, Dogos. They were really good. In Doge? Dogos, like perros. Oh, my So they were an indie band that got to play at the Prima Fun Showcase. They were really good. Um, there was also another artist that I liked there, Negro Gonzalez, which I, I showed you some of his clips. I really liked his... Um, I guess what was it like was this would you consider that like spoken word or was it like a rap i don't know he was really good or at least what i yeah witnessed but logos was the reason why i went and i got to hang out with angelica and jose and they showed me that me destroyed the toy i gave him friday 
It only took two days or less than two days, probably. Same. But yeah, I just it was cool seeing like highlighting all the Puerto Rican bands. Ele was really good at the summer stage showcase too. Can I say something? Hmm. This I meant to say it earlier and I forgot. But I still feel like in these Latin spaces, there's not enough black representation. Um, and I was really frustrated because a lot of these people's music and they're very white Latino in general um, is very Afro inspired. And so I'm I'm a little bit frustrated with that. I know LAMC had literally no. I didn't see any black representation. I could have not missed it, but I think for our culture to really evolve, we have got to get into this shit and we're not. Um, even like your residentes and even, you know, shout out to both of them for being involved with the protests in Puerto Rico. But like also when I, I think like residente was called out for some anti-blackness kind of things, he like rubbed it, like just like kind of pushed it aside. And so it's like, y'all, you're literally benefiting off of this damn part yeah. of our culture that no one's addressing and we treat them terribly and we shame mm-hmm. their people and like totally i don't know i don't mean to make it about that no, but i just no, didn't want it's a good point I just to didn't make want out to ignore that because i saw that over and over again and so like i was happy at the romesco thing that they had a little bit of like afro latino representation mm-hmm. but i'm like we're in new york what the fuck are y'all doing here like that should be all over the place <laughs> like afro latinidad is supreme there yeah for sure supreme shop with the line outside <laughs> lol <laughs> anyway sorry didn't mean to interrupt your no you're thought. fine i just forgot to say that earlier she no it's only, a good she point only to had make like out three more to go so you're good <laughs> that's true honestly they were the only like uh Douglas, like i said was literally the one that i was most excited for and alex and one seeing him live i was like wow because i don't think he'd ever come to texas now mm-hmm. i just need to see javier Amen and i'd be happy with my like chile ro- like chile indie pop royalty dang cool Rafi? I've had a beautiful black Jamaican woman on repeat, Lila Ike. Nice. Tell us more. Ike. I don't know how I... We were talking about needing more were you, Afro. Voices. So you did you just like say that or are you for real? No, for real. I okay, couldn't... I was, I was, like, I I was trying to I, think... Are you just forcing I have this? A who or? The, Yikes. I didn't have a who the fuck... Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, that was a terrible Yikes. thing. That um, is spoken like a true American. Yeah, um, but I've been listening. She has a song called "Where I'm Coming From," and then her voice is really dope. She's from Jamaica. I know that much, but it's reggae. She's super dope. Um, it's been a while since I've felt that strongly about a Jamaican singer or some Jamaican music. Not to say that I don't like any of it. I fuck with it a lot, heavy, but. She's super dope. Nice, nice. Um, I think, Pat, did you make Euphoria one of your Who You Gots? I haven't because I'm still watching and processing, but I do love it. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. And it's not created by a black person, but I'm glad, um, or a person of color in general, but I'm glad that they're using like a black woman lead. Um, and Jendaya's killing it. She is. She's really acting that shit out. I think it's a really interesting show to watch. There's definitely some parts that I'm like, Ugh. but for the most part, um, I'm really jewels. enjoying the show. If you're just trying to watch something, however, beware that you can be triggered because it, it is very mental health heavy. But they're having a lot of important conversations, I think, and like um, just bringing in a lot of different 
perspectives and I like the way they're going about it so it's pretty well written as well um I joked that I was gonna make Tay K my who you got um you don't have to but you know send him some commissary I need to stop saying that um it also minutes for when they call home you know prison gay prison bay got me uh did you say prison game? Yeah, I didn't mean to. My mouth <laughs> slipped. Um, but damn it. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. I also Oops. was listening to Maxo Cream finally a little bit, Who's which that? was your who you got. Um, so there's there's some good stuff out there, pals. I also sorry, I'm like Pat today. I rediscovered this song. You know when you I don't know if this happens to y'all. Like when I hear some Spanish music, like I forget that I like listen to it. And then it's like I go back into a world and I'm like, fuck, this song slapped. And it's like my parents listened to it in like 99. So that's that's how I feel. Yes. But there's ones that like I forget existed until I hear it again. And that one for me recently. Ooh, I said El Alfa. That was going to be my who you got. Damn it. I'm all over the place. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, Los Angeles, the Charlie. When I heard un sueño recently i forgot that a song existed and they have a lot of fucking bangers and we need to give them more credit we're giving all the los angeles azules all the blue angels getting all the love <laughs> but charlie's angels ain't getting no love and i need to give there's black <laughs> angels too they're really good too they are not playing with the angels fucking in spanish but they have a lot of um classic spanish bangers <laughs> so those are all my who you got i gave you five alpha euphoria angels yes and one more i think i forgot maxo cream take a god <laughs> anyways so sorry it's it's been a few weeks so this we have some room you got today oh my god did pat i mean ari uh maria or daisy want to chime in i've been listening to ilabamba a lot Aww, she coming. is so cute at the and ruins right yeah mm-hmm. at the ruins at the ruins and los telescopios who are based Ooh. off in argentina i believe nice I really wow. nice sounding like pat fellow indie queen right here ari maria do y'all want to share Dev, I mean, Blood Aww, Orange. I haven't listened album. to it. I haven't yeah. listened to it yet. It's good. It's it really is good. good. It's fun. The visuals are good. He's well, I haven't watched. Yeah. I haven't seen visuals That's a good one. That's a good one. yet. Um, I've been vibing to Los Macuanos again after Ooh, listening to them on the Spooky pl- playlist. Cute. And I love the, just the, the synth and noise. Um, you like synth too? Oh Why do you think we were like a Y'all match made out? in indie oh heaven? Oh my God. That makes so much sense. <laughs> Wow! Ding, 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 ding. So it's great. She's literally another in, like indie synth. Oh my god! We all be, we're all gonna be at the Clubs Girl Ultra show together. And congrats! Sorry, congrats to our homies Luna Luna for releasing their new EP. Um, we're so proud of y'all as well, and can't wait to see you continue growing. Yeah, doing y'all's little Texas tour. So that wraps it up for us here at The Colores Radio. Don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media. Subscribe and leave us a darn review. Like go to Apple Podcasts and rate us five stars and write up a review for us. We'd love to keep growing, so please share it with everyone you know. Word of mouth works best. Tweet us or just hit us up. We love hearing from you all. As you know, we got a website now. It is TheColoresRadio.com, created by our sweet friend, Maria Garcia that you've been hearing today 
We could not go on without your support. Come out to our events, support our POC businesses, uplift our guests. Tell everyone you love to follow us at The Colores Co. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arreguin, Rafa at Exile, and Pat at Pat.Arreguin. Our theme song is Cumbia Anthem. <laughs> Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving that I in. I was doing so good. <laughs> Cumbia anthem. <laughs> it's because I was trying to say El Dusty next. Anthem. El Dust by El Dusty. <laughs> Our audio editor is Royalties Tamayo himself. Our intern is Daisy Rincon. Thank you to Ari and Maria for being with us today. We love you all. Thank you. We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content. And more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Please contact us with anything you all need. We're here for you all. Um, check out our website. See you later. Love you. Bye. Yo. De, de-, de- Colores Radio. De-, de-, de Colores Radio.